Welcome to Both Down Episode 31, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That's now a prime number. It's prime number 31. You know, I was really looking back and what is, prime numbers aren't that rare in you know, the numbers that we've done. No, not yet. Yeah, It'll I mean, happen later where they become more and more rare. Sure. Yeah. If we get to hundreds and then. Well, 51. Yeah. Is going to be prime. More math than you ever wanted in a Blood Bowl podcast. Yes. I am Scott Prime. I'm and there's Kilowagi. Steve. Steve. Steve Kilowagi. Steve Kilowagi, indeed. What's up, man? Nothing. Watching for tornadoes. So that's fun. It is a. It is a typical night in May Ugh. in Oklahoma. May in Oklahoma sucks. Anytime that it's kind of nice during the day, it's going to be bad at night. No, it was, it was like when it's unusually hot. Well, that's what know. I mean. But it, a lot of people would call that nice because it was a hot day. They could go oh, outside yeah. and stuff. I would not call it nice right. because it was like, I don't know, just a weird steamy thing. Mm-hmm. And you go outside and the sky's like a weird yellow. You know it's going to rain. And like, you know oh, it's coming yeah. at some point, but the sky's clear. And mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to have tornadoes tonight. And sure enough, there's Luckily, nothing near us right now. A couple counties away, they issued a tornado watch as we record. But, uh, if the sirens go off, we at least have a new shelter that we can go to, which is, what, 20 feet away? Yes, that? the uh, Ginger House now has a storm shelter. Where hopefully it will just ward off tornadoes where like 10, 15 years from now, go, yeah. I've never had to even go into my storm shelter. Such a waste of money. Yeah. So I, hopefully I can gripe about yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be great. But yes, there is a storm shelter in the Ginger household. These guys came out, and I know this is not Blood Bowl related, but it is since we lived through all these other ones. Yeah, since we talked about the on the last time. <clears throat> these guys came out and they we got I got a storm shelter that actually goes into the garage. So you, all we have to do is walk out to the garage and pull back this panel and we can go down into it. They they brought this like crane crater this thing just to dig out. I mean it was awesome. This there's two guys. They showed up at like one of one oh five and they were finished by like two thirty eight. Jeez. And I have pictures of it and everything. They take the saw, they they chop up the the concrete, they make it like a big square. Mm -hmm. And they have this like crane arm thing that comes in there and it digs it out and puts it in the back of a big truck. And they dig the hole and they drop the shelter in the hole and they put cement around it, I guess. And then, boom, they're done. (laughs) Just that simple. Just that simple. They said, you know, like, get to wait five days before it's tornado safe or something. I guess for the concrete to settle. Yeah. Everything, so um, we have a storm shelter, I think, that fits supposedly eight, so it's just barely yeah. big enough for me, Steve, and my girls. No, it's plenty big. I mean, we can take away the stairs. and I, I, I joke about our weight. Oh, That's okay. what I'm getting at. Oh, but... I see, because we're fat. Right. I got you. That's humor. And your kids are fat. Not yet, but... Actually, they're not. Potentially, they could be, though. Yeah. Since their parents are fat. Yeah. So, I'll have to watch their diet now, or I'm going to have fat kids. You do a good job of that. Yeah, I try. So, uh, what's been going on in the Blood Bowl world for you, buddy? Uh, you just decimated my uh, Lizard Man team. And <laughs> I, I've rarely used the word decimated because I it should mean what it means. You know, take an army to one-tenth its strength. But you pretty much did. <laughs> okay, he kind of... You killed two... <clears throat> killed a Saurus and a Skink. 
And he made my Croxagore and another Skink miss next game. Okay, but what was the score of the game? It's two to two. Who was winning until the very last play? Me. Yeah. Yeah. I was I still so won, but... frustrated in that game. Yeah. Because it's my... hard going up against seven people with four strength and yeah, more. It's that. And I played that team before, and you kicked my butt the last time we played in a preseason tournament matchup. You don't even remember that, do you? Not really, no. In the Alcorn Cup, we yeah. actually faced each other, and you beat me then. Uh, pretty. It was really 2 nothing. I think I scored on the last play to make it 2-1. to one. I mean, oh, okay. It was really – it was a butt kicking on the field. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, like the first four plays, so you had some bad luck, and I capitalized on it, and I felt yeah. in control. Well, I was trying to go after your claw guy because you had a Chaos Warrior with claws. And Mighty Blow. And Mighty Blow. So I knew that, that he was my biggest threat against the Sorai, and uh, I threw a couple of fouls, and it just wasn't doing anything. I tried multi-block with my uh, big guy, and he decided to double both down and fail his loner. It's just like, ugh. So by doing that, instead of focusing on the ball like I normally do, I focused on that guy, which allowed you to score. And then uh, you came back, though. There was enough time in the first half. You scored really easy. The throw of the rock guy didn't help. That guy's returned in season eight. Or but he didn't kill somebody this time. I, I know, but I was scared. Yet. Every time, week eight of our seasons, this throw the rock guy shows up. I'm going to call him Little David because he's <laughs> using his sling to kill people. You um, got one. Boom, gone. Yeah. And then the second half, uh, I used all four rerolls in the first four turns. And I if used I had, all three of mine the first three turns of the, la- the first half. First half, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it's just how it goes. So, I got lucky to tie it. You're right. Even though I dominated, like, injuries on the field. Yeah. I couldn't do anything else. I, I didn't really, get any casualties. I really wish I would have hurt Little Snap Snap or that other little stupid skink you have with a plus one strength and a plus one move. Oh, Damata? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think all, I only helped you, though, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I know you if say I, I didn't. Can... But I think I brought your team value down because... Get more inducements against Sarge's You're going to have more inducements against the uh, Pro Elves. Yeah. Who don't... Ha- they don't have a deep bench. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to look to knock you around, like... No, if I get a wizard out of it, I mean, I'm... You're definitely that's get, huge. You're definitely going to get at least a wizard. Yeah. So, I probably helped... I feel like I've helped you maybe more than I hurt you. It's possible. So... But you've been playing a lot of Blood Bowl lately. I have. I've been you got playing. a new computer. Oh, we're going to talk about that here? What? I didn't want the world to know that. Okay, well, Scott did not get a new computer. I didn't want so the... So he end. has not been getting <laughs> a lot of cyanide action in. The The truth is, is I've had a new computer for probably six weeks. Yeah. And I just got it set up this week. It's crazy. Because every time I've wanted to set up the computer... You know, if you're in a divorced family, you know how you don't want to... Like, spend crazy money on something and the other one find out about it, even though it's none of their business. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't, I mean, my children come over all the time and tell us stupid things mommy does or money she spends. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, yeah, I already had the money set aside to buy a new computer. So I made sure to do that because, you know, I wanted to do this like four years ago. And yeah. The wife, the ex-wife has always done something to prevent this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got a new computer. It's not a great computer, but it's a lot better computer. It's probably better than mine. 
It probably is. And I got um, the Blood Bowl Cyanide game. Finally. Yay. Four years too late. Yeah. Or, or so. <laughs> For like six months and then two will come out. Well, if it comes out, it comes out. But you know what? I've been um, been playing it. On medium campaign? I've been playing on medium campaign because I took an underworld team. Yeah. And overall, it's still pretty fun. I think there's a lot of graphics that move all the time. Mm-hmm. They really don't have a need to move, but it I know it shows the dynamics of it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm getting used to all the commands. It took me a while. I I would induce a wizard and not know how to use him <laughs> for a while. I don't like the fact that the underworld team only has morgue and bomber dribble snot or whatever to choose from for star players. Really? Hmm. I didn't see Glard in there at all. Okay. Um, he's one of my favorites, or Fletch Glitch. The, yeah. The Skaven ball and chain guy. Um, so other than that, no real complaints right now, except I need to learn to tell it to blitz instead of, I lost, I tied a game because I didn't, um, use the command key to say blitz. Instead I was like, Oh, it's obvious it's a blitz. And yeah, I clicked, clicked and went, uh Oh, pushed the guy away. And I realized I couldn't move. (laughs) I think that might help you because then it kind of makes you think more about what you want to do. Because you know you have to do things in certain orders, like for the computer program. Mm-hmm. So then when you're playing the real game, you tend to do things and, you know, go, I'm going to well, blitz here or, you know. I mean, it's obvious. You can't, once you tell the computer I'm going to block, you <laughs> yeah. can't go, oh, well, you know I meant to blitz, right? And the other guy goes, oh, sure. like, no, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> nope, you said block. So, um so yeah, I've been playing the campaign. I won the. I think it's called the Clean Cup. I guess that's the first one you play in. <laughs> Did you beat Mister Clean? No, I beat this halfling team in the finals. Oh, okay, it was pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, I've played probably more games than I should for only having that for about two days now. I think I've logged in about nine games and yeah. Um, the AI on that's not real smart. Like I said, I'm playing with the Underworld team. I get beat up and I still somehow manage to win. Mm-hmm. So. I've only tied the one game. That's because of my mistake. Um, played some fumble, playing in my fumble NFL league thing with uh, Jeffro and his his boys. And I'm telling you what, I'm I'm sick of it. Fumble sucks, doesn't it? I know a lot of people play it, and a lot of people have love for it, and I understand that. I, I, I totally I understand the love for it. it. I, you know, without getting into semantics about the dice generator and stuff like that, I don't know if it's because I hear the dice roll. And it shows the little graphic of them rolling, or if the dice generator is just different on the cyanide game. I just seem to not roll consistently bad as I do in the other. I would but say in cyanide, maybe it it's just only feels like the dice control the dice. It doesn't feel like there's some behind the scenes randomness that's controlling how the game goes. Okay. And in fumble, I get that. In Fumble, it feels like it's not the dice. It feels like the game's going, well, you're more powerful, so you're going to have worse luck this game, no matter what. Right. It's like consistently you suck, and then the other guy's going to do good. Or vice versa. I really like in Cyanide that you see the little graphic of the dice rolling. Oh, yeah. And then you pick, instead of just the numbers coming up or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But, you know, when you do a dodge, you don't see the dice. So maybe it's just... Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just mental. Um but in fumble in the fumble league, um, it seems like every game. I lately I've had like three games in a row where I've had bad luck. The good news is, is I've actually the scores that 
the people who beat me the second time beat me far worse the first time. So maybe I'm improving. Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're being soft on me. I don't know. Uh, regardless, that league's really close to wrapped up. I got a couple games left, and so yeah. I've been playing a lot of Blood Bowl. Besides, besides that, um, I've been went down to Rock Cup in Texas. So, well, that'll lead into what we're talking about this episode, won't it? That's right. We're going to uh, cover uh, in our first segment. We're going to uh, cover the road to Rock Cup and just the whole journey from uh, <laughs> how how we got there. And by we you mean you well, and not me. me. Well, I went with a we. So you took your we with you? Definitely, I always take it with me. Oh, okay. He he goes everywhere I go. Sometimes he's in control. Why are you giving me that funny look? Your your gaming system? Your oh, Wii? my we. I thought you meant like never mind. What's your wiener? My like my weenus. Oh, yeah. That's where I thought you were going. No, it was actually the we, like the word I actually spoke, we. Well, it could also be spelled W-E-E. Yeah. You can't forget, we just watched a pay-per-view where they had a Wii LC match. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> With some little people wrestling. Yes, they did. Um, we're in our second segment, speaking of wrestling and where you get injured or how Steve's team got injured yeah. really bad. Um we're going to talk about injuries from second edition star player book. This is pretty interesting. It's a lot different than you thought, huh? Yeah. So uh, we're going to go over the injuries and, you know, time off. And you might think it's hard now to get a broken neck or a smashed collarbone, but wait till <laughs> we talk to you in our, in our second segment. And then our third segment, where you're going to actually talk to John Brees, known as Winged Human, on a line, whether it's Fumble or the other various websites uh he's a part of our dragonfire blood bowl league and he also participates in tournaments and etc so we're going to actually talk to him and just talk about how i guess really his, what his feelings are his feelings are playing in a league where we do random skills versus just picking them like he normally does right and um okay. i don't know really if He's going to say, I hope he gets on here and says, this is the greatest idea ever, Scott. You should be commissioner of the NAF. Or if he's going to say, eh, kind of sucks. I bet it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you don't think he's going to tell me bet. for uh, commissioner of the Pro- NAF? Probably not, because it's not really a commissioner. Although they should call it that. It would be a lot better, wouldn't it? it would be president? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so like, before we go on to these segments, i got just like one more question. If Donald Sterling was in Blood Bowl, would his skills be animosity to, like, all races? Hmm. Foul appearance? <laughs> okay, definitely foul appearance. What other skills? Disturbing have have a, presence. Uh, animosity. Really, he's just Nurgle. He's a, right? <laughs> but he's, he has to have an animosity because he doesn't like anybody else, right? Well, he likes white people. Okay, so animosity towards... Well, I guess it's true. Other races. Other races. Yeah. If, yeah, just all other races. <laughs> He's a human with animosity. <laughs> with Nurgle's rot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would work. That's kind of funny. I might, have uh, to, I might have to make a theme team around this guy. God, we could have a whole tournament based around him. Sterling Donald. The Sterling Cup. Dude! Oh my gosh, we might have to do this. (laughs) All right, we're going to brainstorm and we will be back with Road to Rock Cup. 
Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Hey, so this is the Road to Rot Cup, and unfortunately we don't have a Bing Crosby and Bob Hope song to go with it. We need some of that NFL music playing, like, you know, like NFL films. The Road to Rot Cup. (laughs) So anyways, Rot Cup happened last month when? Uh, It happened the end of last month. I think it was, uh, I'm looking at the stuff right here. I guess if I uh, flip this over. It was in Austin, Texas. Yeah, it was on April 26th. Okay. And un- as I mentioned in the last episode, which was just a short time ago, um, I wasn't able to go because my car was in the shop. Right. And it's still in the shop. And it's going to be in the shop. So Yeah, it's yeah, here we are. It's still in the shop. Yeah. So It's going to be even longer. By the time this episode comes out, it'll still be in the shop. <laughs> um, so that left me with a problem because I really wanted to go to Rot Cup. Yeah, you didn't care that I was, you know, seriously injured in an accident now that, and needed that, someone to take the, care of me for that weekend. The, that is a lie because <laughs> I wanted Steve to still go. And I, I was him, like, I can't. I've got three broken arms, two right. broken legs. Right. And I'm drugged out of my mind. And, and you're I just said, like, bye-bye. And I was like, well, why don't you climb in my backpack and I'll carry you around like Yoda. And you were like, no. And then I just shrank and became an Indian in the cupboard. Yep. I stayed there all weekend. Until the Mrs. Butterworth bottle came alive and attacked you. <laughs> what a tangent. That needs to happen. <clears throat> that would be good. Um, so then you get saved by the Littles. You liked the Littles, didn't you? I loved the Littles. That was a good show. Okay. I was going to say loved, but I don't think I should say loved. I really did like them, though. Okay. Grandpa! Grandpa? Oh, Grandpa Little. He was yeah. the old one. Imagine figuring that one out. No. <laughs> All right, can we talk about Rot Cup? <laughs> to the Rot Cup we go. All right, so that kind of left me in a bind because, you know, believe it or not, I rely on Steve in a lot of ways. I'm kind of like a bacteria on him, you know. My bitch. Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. I provide him shelter. <laughs> he has the good car. <laughs> so, um. You're the lamprey to my shark. Okay. Is that good? The little things that suck on and. Ridden around by the shark. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah whatever. I'll be All right. Can I drive the hydrofoil? Because that's what the, his name was. Okay. The lamprey. Am- yes. Or was that the hydrofoil's name? In GI. Lamprey was the guy. Man, what a tangent. Mm-hmm. And we're back on track, and we're back. aren't we? All right. So I had to get to Rot Cup, and I was trying to figure out how do I get to Rot Cup. You know. Then I started looking at my car, and my car is an old car. It's thirty. It's a POS. Old. Yeah. It's, it is. Yeah. It's um, a Buick Regal 87, six, I think, yeah. or 6, something like that. Anyways, it's old. Yeah. And so I'm like, how do I get to Rot Cup? And I don't know what to do. And I was talking to our buddy, Michael Lewis, and Michael said, you got to come. You got to come. You got to come. And I was like, I don't think I can make it. And he's like, you get to Dallas, you can ride with me. And I was like, what do you mean? Because he was going to be in Dallas. He's like, we're going down early. And uh, I hope he doesn't mind me talking about his generosity, but... Michael Lewis is one of the nicest guys I know, and he probably deserves this. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
So he says, you got to just get to Dallas. So then it's like, you know, maybe we should I rent a car. Should I take my car? What should I do? Um, long story short, Michael Lewis, who was going down with his wife to visit family and other people, they were going to, they were, they did like the whole state of Texas in seven days or something ridiculous. You mm -hmm. know, they went to Austin and, or San Antonio and some other places. And that poor guy was probably exhausted by the time he got home. Um, long story short, Michael Lewis from Tulsa drove separately from his wife and child to drop off an extra car here at the, our house mm -hmm. because he was like, you guys have to go. You have <laughs> to go. You have to go. And uh, Steve was hurting. Yeah. And so, I really thought about going, but I, that whole weekend I was just basically <laughs> drugged up. Let me tell you something. I've never seen this guy go to bed ever early <laughs> in that whole week. He was it's like, pretty I'm much out. midnight is the earliest I'll go to bed. Yeah. And I was like, Hmm, nine thirty. That's good. Bedtime. Yeah, I was shocked to ever see him go to bed that early. Um, so I didn't harp on him too much. And I was like, I understand he's hurting. So um, I contacted one of my old time friends who is uh, Robert Henry and uh, Michael. Lewis one of the original three. One right. of the original threes that started the Blood Bowl way back when. Um, and, you know, Robert's part gypsy, man. That guy at the drop of a hat will, you know. Take Steal off from work and wow. take $50 and, you know, he'll go with you anywhere. So yeah. um, I called him up. I was like, hey, I can go to Texas. And I, I just explained the situation. I got to get to Dallas uh, Friday night. And then that next morning, I'm going to drive with Michael Lewis from Dallas down to Austin. We're going to get up probably at 430 in the morning. And then. Because uh, it's what? Three hour drive? It's three hours. And the tournament started at nine? It started at nine. So. I, you know, I explained to Robert my situation. I was like, if you want to go and just have free reign to do whatever you want during Dallas, come on with me. If you want to go to Austin, we're getting up early. We're going to spend all day there, and then we're going to you know, drive back. Mm -hmm. So long day. And, of course, like a gypsy, he, the road called to him. You know, He's Indian. <laughs> he's like American Indian, Native American. So he was like, I'm ready to travel. I will go on the trail <laughs> so, white man. So we left actually on Friday. In Michael Lewis's car that drove great. Uh, we drove down there. We left about 10 o'clock. <laughs> we stopped at the casino down next to the Texas-Oklahoma border. Had some pretty good luck there. The world's third, no, the world's largest casino now, I think. Oh, really? Square footage-wise. Okay. It's either the third or largest. I can't remember. Okay, well, it's called Windstar. It's huge. It's, it's giant. huge. There's all sorts of conference, uh, concerts there and everything else. So we hung out there. Then we... We went ahead and had lunch there. Then we drove on down. Well, Steve has been touting this place called Madness Comics, and he in described Plano, it as Texas. what? It's an I, old, it's a grocery store, and it's yeah. like a comic store in a grocery store. It's like it's basically like a comic store and game store. The best you can think of took over a grocery store. And so you hear this, and you think of this in your head, and think, okay, well, it can't be that great. Right. It'll be like laminated floors or bad yeah, lighting. Or... You know, it's going to be like a flea market booth. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it might have a lot of space, but it can't be nice. Yeah. So at the last second, we decided let's take 30 extra minutes out of our trip and swing over to Plano. And it was about, now it's about 530. So we're thinking, well, we'll miss the Dallas traffic because we're going to stay an hour, maybe yeah. at most. Yeah. Well, we pull up this thing. It's like a huge, it's like a grocery store full of, <laughs> it's like a super nice comic store. Yes. And I can't explain this enough. And whatever I say, 
it's not going to help you understand how good this comic place is. Because essentially, like I said, it's a, it's a grocery store as they took over. Because I've been going there because they're right by my brother's house. I've been going there since they were in a smaller store than Wizards. They moved across the street and got a bigger store and had a separate gaming area. I thought that was really cool. And then I went back a couple of times ago and they got this giant new location. You walk in, there's a giant counter in front of you. To the left is just one, two, probably five rows of comic book boxes with shirts above them and stuff. And then new comics all along the wall. And then TP, you know, just shelves after shelf after shelf of TBB and toys. And to the right side is all the gaming. And they literally have enough gaming area to seat 300 people for Magic on a Friday. Oh, probably so. Yeah. Um, whatever I say, don't believe me. Go see it yourself because you're not going to believe it. I mean, we wasted, uh, we were only going to stay till 6.30. We got out of there, I think, at 8.30. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. I had like $200 worth of games. Like, I got to buy this. And they had games like for all, you know, oh, this is made for six-year-olds. I have a six, seven-year-old. This yeah. would be perfect or this and that. Oh, and they had a whole separate um, checkout counter for the card games. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, and they were completely staffed. Everybody there was nice. And- had at least ten people working. And they almost were so nice they were annoying because, <laughs> like, we stayed so long, I got asked about 50 billion times if they could help me find something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I needed something, they found it. And I mean, it was just incredible. There was stuff I'd never seen before. Giant was, Takinoko set? The, yeah, the Giant Takinoko set from, uh, I think it's Gen Con. They had that, and they had, oh, just so much. And trades have, some trades have been out of print for a while they had in stock. I mean, I eventually, I couldn't tell you the last time I spent over $100 in a store. But I did. <laughs> and I probably could have spent double very easily. Luckily, I started checking Game Board Geek on games. And, you know, if they got a so-so rating, I didn't buy picking it yeah. up and stuff. Uh, so that was cool in itself. I mean, already I was happy with the trip. And it really reminded me of what me and Robert used to do. You know, like I told him, it was like it's just like we're 14 again. Except, you know, my dad's not here waiting in the car asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's exactly what it felt like. So... Uh, after that, we had a half-price books because Robert's really big time into half-price books and finding these gems, I guess, that are in half-price books. But uh, so we had a couple of those, and then we had some In-N-Out Burger, and um, the food is the French fries suck. The burger is okay. The milkshakes are amazing. Milkshakes are great because they're the old McDonald's milkshakes. Yeah, they're awesome. But. I mean, it's probably a California thing because they're not used to having good hamburgers out there. But, yeah, it's it's nothing special. Yeah, so we we ate that. And then, so now it's like, I think, 10.30 at night. Now, I plan to go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock at night because yeah. I'm going to get up tomorrow you, at 4.30. Yeah, getting up at 4.30 sucks. Uh, so it's now, like, 10.30, and we're 10 miles away. And so we get on this little highway, and of course it's Texas. So everything is under construction. Mm-hmm. And this highway is a gridlock. As soon as we get through this quick little whip around, yeah. boom, 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 oh, dead stop. Jeez. Ten miles, about an hour and a half. Ugh. Check in a little bit after midnight. The lady at the front desk was in disbelief when I said, uh, can you do a wake-up call? She's like, sure. <laughs> and I said, uh, let's just do 430. And she's like 
p.m. or a.m.? And I said, a.m. And she's like, really? And I was like, yep, we're stupid. <laughs> we are grown men who left at 10 o'clock and didn't get to our destination that was three hours away until after midnight. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Pretty awesome. Uh, so we <laughs> we get a little bit of sleep. We get up the next day bright and early. We get in the car with Michael. And we head to Austin. And really, I can't remember any of the trip there. <laughs> because I don't think I ever fell asleep, but obviously I did. Yeah. I remember stopping at some truck gas station and peeing and teasing Michael <laughs> while we peed. And then I fell back asleep. And then, then we got to Rock Cup. Um, I saw Kent was the first person I saw, and I immediately solicited him for sex. Yeah. Did he do it? Uh, no. But I think if I pressed it, he <laughs> might have. No, it was, it was funny. hard up for money or just hard up for you? <laughs> no, it was just funny. He was the outside. We were like, hey, baby, and all this stuff. Um, so the first person we saw was Kent. And uh, we went into Rock Cup, and it was in this nice little room at the hotel. Yeah. And uh, it was nice layout. I don't know what else to say except for that. I noticed there were some Northerners there. Uh, John Stevens, Rodney Dangerfield was there. If you listen to the other podcasts, sometimes they talk about him because he wins tournaments up north. Yeah. I think he's from Wisconsin or Minnesota or somewhere up that way. And uh, the guy, uh, Father Galus, mm-hmm. Aaron Weisenfeld, I think. Yeah. Uh, he was there. They came down. They were friends with our, our boy Nathan, hmm. uh, who you know painted the Scotland team for us at Oklahoma Bowl. Uh, so shook hands, everything with everybody, and then the game started. So what else do you want to know? Nothing. I didn't want to know anything. Okay. But I assume the listeners want to know, so... If you would like to regale us with your doing it and adventures and blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? You're going to be one of those guys? Huh? Fine. I just won't talk anymore. Okay. We'll come back with the injuries. So actually, you know all about that. So we'll come back. Well, no, because it's, uh, you're going to talk to John. Well, we're just done for the episode. No. I, <sighs> dude, I'm like Johnny P. I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before I get into this, the tournament itself. Do you want to know what team I took? Oh, yeah, we didn't cover that. I'm like, didn't we just cover that last episode? <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we thought, we thought about it, but no. What, what team did you take? <clears throat> All right, so I commissioned Nathan to paint a team for me, and this really has nothing to do with it. I guess I just wanted to pl- play it, but I got this team back in the mail from Nathan, which was a necromantic team. Yeah. I thought, you're not, not going to help me out here. You're not going to be... Be excited. Anyways, it was a cool necromantic team that Nathan put together. I was excited. You can to play just it. talk without me interjecting. It's fine. This is supposed to be a podcast with two gingers, not one supreme one. Okay. And one beta one. I know, but <laughs> you can be a supreme one sometimes. I'm just teasing you. All right, so this is the first tournament I've ever taken a team to that I usually when I take a team to the tournament I like already have. Ideas of, like, if I ever play them in the league, this is going to be the team name, this Mm -hmm. is the theme, and everything else. This time, this is the first time I just picked a team. I I struggled, like, what am I going to, if I'm going to take this team, it's going to be whatever team I use for the league. Well, I didn't do it this time. So I went back to second edition, and there was a team called the Westside Werewolves, Mm -hmm. which was all werewolf team. And there was a team called the Brunder Grimjacks. Yeah. And, you know... They're human or undead, or they have Frankenstein on them. So that's where our flesh golem comes from. And the West Side team is where our werewolves come from. So 
I combined these two and combined them into the West Side Grimjacks. Okay. And then I was like, well, okay, so that's not much of a theme, so I'm going to go through our league and find out every dead player I can find to use for my necromantic undead team. Nice. Um, so I actually was, first I was like searching human teams for blitzers so they could be the whites. And I'm like, eh, that's too good. easy. <laughs> there was enough undead teams and necromantic teams that maybe I can find uh, those same races where people actually died and didn't So you regenerate. had to find a dead undead? Right. So I actually managed to come up with a whole team. Now, the reason I also used the Brunda Grimjacks is because Nathan, when he painted my team, added a coach miniature. Do you remember that? Yeah. The little, like, ghost-looking guy yeah. with the whistle Real around awesome. his neck. Mm-hmm. So I came up with this theme because in our, in our uh, Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, you know, Delzine gets eaten by the... The losing team? Right, by the losing team, and that's how the third-place cup gets called the Delzine Cup. Mm-hmm. He was an assistant coach and everything. Well, you know, somebody goes, buries his, like, whistle, and he <laughs> raises up as a ghost who's a necromantic ghost. <laughs> and he used to assist the Brenda Grimjacks. So that's where I got that. From. Okay. So he's he was my coach, and he re-raised all these undead people. So I had, like, a white from Alan's old team, uh, Abracadaver. I One had, of the better names. <laughs> <laughs> I had Captain Cujo Cuddler, the, the white from my Gregor Shockers from this okay. season. Who I think you killed in a game Sounds of some like sort. Uh, I think these are Alan's players. Uh, ben Deadlong this is his last yeah. game. Abe Gavoda. Abe Gavoda. Yeah, well, those yeah. are my ghouls. They actually really died, so I Abe, used them. Abe Gavoda. I mean, he died twice because he died, and then we placed him with Ed Ed Vigoda Jr. <laughs> okay, and then he died again. Abe Vigoda <clears throat> Jr. Sorry. And so then for the werewolf, there was no dead werewolves. And then, you know how we always have Wilhelm Cheney on here, mm-hmm. and he has a brother named Vilmer. So I, I, I reached out to the network of, like, werewolves, free agents, and I didn't know they had a brother named Rudolph. So <laughs> Rudolph Cheney was my werewolf. Okay. He's the lesser-known Cheney brother, and I guess he doesn't follow the footsteps of Dickerish. Is that a real word? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> as the other Cheneys, because I hate them. In the long-standing halls of Dickerism, the Cheneys stand alone. <laughs> there you go. And, of course, I wanted to use Frank Einstein because I had the old second edition model yeah. for the flesh golem. And I only had one flesh golem. So I used Frankenstein as my flesh golem. And then I used Roddy Startooth, which was the star player allowed for Rock Cup. Yeah. He's a beast man, like a neural beast man with foul appearance, frenzy, and block, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think he was only 120 or yeah, 130. Yeah, he, he was a steal. He was a steal. Um, so I definitely wanted to use the tournament theme with this necromantic team. And then, of course, I had, um, I don't know, the company that makes the the zombie models that are different races. Like the dwarf, oh. the frogman, the lizard, the skaven. Is that comic comicies? It's not comic Xenos. Um, it's Grebo. Okay, I think it yeah. was Grebo. So they have all the different Because we got them the same time that I got my Voldemarians. Okay. So I wanted to use those guys and actually use the different zombies. Mm-hmm. So I found a, a fat steel killer. He was a dwarf from season one who died in his <laughs> first preseason game. Uh, so he was against, the first death? 
He was the first death. Uh, and I think it was at the time we didn't have the dwarves play the goblins. I think it was to halfling. I think he rolled double skulls and then got <laughs> injured and died. Because I remember the first game of the season, my dwarves were down a man. I had a, a journeyman because he couldn't get enough money. Uh, so Fat Steel Killer returned as a dwarf zombie. Sabato the Plump, was, which was a uh, skink that was died very early on, which was named after a... A fat chick at work. Oh, very so, classy. Hey, this show's all about class, right? Um, Pestilence Whiskers the Third, which is a Skaven zombie. Nathan asked me; he he loved that name. He's like, "Where's the other ones?" And I was like, "There was no Pestilence. That was his like grandpa." Well, what about Pestilence Whiskers the Second? That was his dad. Yeah. Oh, so he's the third one. Well, he's the third one, but I just didn't rename this guy three times in a row the same thing. You know how some people will have, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have Al Green and then he dies and it was Al Green 2. Mm-hmm. Well, the next player is Al Green 3. I didn't do that with this no, guy. No, no. So. And then Wesley Welkerstein from our the, the, the Patriarchs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on there as a human zombie. And then Vili Deathsmasher, Death Smasher, who died like three days <laughs> the before. The most recent death. Yes, he was a great orc blitzer yes, who he died. Was. And, uh, which was sad that he died. But No, it wasn't. Because I have to face those orcs. <laughs> He's dead, and so I immediately added him to the team. So I was really happy about that. <laughs> uh, so that was my team. That was uh, my West Side Grimjacks. And um, so uh, first round, I start on table one. Table one against... First round, I'm going to say it means nothing. Kind of. But still cool. So first round, table one, Scott Hess. Okay. Scott Hess beat me really bad at... Um, Scott Hess from Oklahoma City. Yeah, from Oklahoma City. Who... You know, you drove all the way to Texas to play. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, it, it was happens. Ra- it was random, so it yeah. happens. Uh, he beat me first round in the Spiky Cup with his dwarf team. He had mm-hmm. Chaos Dwarves this time. And um, so I was like, oh, boy, here we go again, Chaos Dwarves. Well, luckily, he's never played Chaos Dwarves, so I'm not saying that affected a lot of stuff, but if you're not used to a team, it does affect a lot of stuff. So what you're saying is I need to play them before I... Play them. Them well, I do this all the time. I've never played necromantic teams. So. That's true. So uh, we face off. Um, it's, I think, it's going to be one nothing. No, uh, that's wrong. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember, get the right games in order. So I face him. I go up one to nothing. Um, then he starts, second half starts, I kick off to him. He starts beating the crap out of me. Just yeah. beating the crap out of me. I'm down to, long story short, I'm down to five players on the pitch. He has the ball in his guy's hand. I think it was, might have been the Bull Centaur. I'm not sure on that. No, I think it was his Hobgoblin because he had the sure hands Hobgoblin. Okay. But he had him protected pretty well. And I was trying to do whatever I could to just maybe stop him long enough. In those cases, you know, you don't know if the guy is going to stall out and take the 1-1 tie or is he going to score really quick. And try to get a win. And then next thing you know, none of your guys recover from the KO box, and you only have seven guys, and then maybe he can score in two turns, mm-hmm. especially with the blitz or something. Yeah. So if anything, I was trying to play for the tie, believe it or not, because I was up one nothing. I didn't want him to really score really quick, so I did everything I could. Um, at one point, we had 17 minutes left, probably had three, three or four plays each. Or maybe it was 12 minutes. And he goes, and his buddy was ready to go eat. And he's like, <laughs> you want to just call this a tie? <laughs> and I was like, 
you know me. I can't just call something. Right. There's time left, and you never know. Like no, you just could roll play it three out. sixes in a row. Yeah. I've seen other people do it. So I was like, let's just play this out, man. And he's like, okay, no problem. So we play it out. He's stalling out to just get the one one tie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I stop him. I do some crazy stuff. I stop him. The next thing you know, I pick up the ball in traffic. I throw a pass. My guy misses it, but it lands right in front of him. He doesn't have anybody on that side of the field. Jeez. Pick up the ball. I walk in. I win 2 nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> With five guys left on the field. Jeez. And um, I think it was like one white, one ghoul, and like the rest were, I don't know if they were whatever. zombies or whatever. But it didn't matter. So I, 2 nothing. First table. Um, then we had lunch. Yeah. We went to some place and let me see if some sushi place, right? Yeah. And I can't remember the name. I have to give a shout out to, I think his name was Patrick who was our wait waiter. I think it was called like Tanaka's or something like this. Okay. Uh, my buddy Robert who, you know, traveled with us just down to Austin just to go to half price bookstores and hang out. Uh, he said, there's a Chinese buffet over here. So we go in there and it's like a restaurant. Like they give you a wine menu and we're like, uh Oh, we're in trouble. You know, so much for eating cheap. Yeah. In hindsight, it was one of the best meals I've had ever at any tournament. Hmm. Because we went in, they had like a lunch special, they had sushi rolls. I was like, screw it, I feel adventurous, let's do some sushi. And, believe it or not, they had like salmon sushi rolls and tuna and stuff. And I had some raw fish and it was really good. I mean, really good. Like I can't, I hope. Rock Cup's in the same location. I hope we go back to this <laughs> restaurant. If it's not in the same location, I hope we go to this restaurant. Uh, the lunch specials were really good. It was only about 15 bucks. It had good soup and everything. Anyways, he was really interested in why we were down there and what, yeah. what we were playing. And so we told him about the podcast and everything else. He's like, I got to check this out. So, so if he's listening. <clears throat> so, Patrick, here's your shout-out I told you about. <laughs> Uh, so much food at this sushi roll thing that I couldn't finish my plate and wow. I'm fat. Yeah. I'm fat. Um, so we go back round two. I had to face Nathan. Um, Nathan has uh, the Serengeti team, but they're really orcs. Okay. You know, so these, yeah. these guys represent this and that. Big baboons the, is the black orcs. And yeah. The, you know, the little muskrat or whatever. The meerkat cats. is the, is the goblin. I can see that. <clears throat> So I face off against Nathan. Um, you know, really, I think I was going to do really well. I kicked off to him. I got the ball. I, I fear I'm in a great position because now Nathan has to make all these crazy rolls. I, I'm going to go up next turn. I'm going to score. I'm going to go up one nothing in this half, and the next half I get the kickoff. I'll grind it out. I'm going to be fine. Okay. So this is what I thought. So playing Nathan, you know, and we're talking and he's like, all right, um, I guess I'm forced in this situation where I have to do this. So he calls out everything he's going to do. I'm going to take this goblin. I'm going to dodge through these three tackle zones. (laughs) I'm going to go over here and base your guy with the ball by going for it twice. And then I'm going to take this guy and he's going to dodge away and then he's going to go for it. twice. So he laid out like a 20 step plan. It really was about a. Th- I want to. I think we counted it, and I want to say it was thirteen, but I'm unsure if it was eleven or thirteen. Okay. Okay. Dice rolls. So not just his movements, but you know, and one of them was to knock my guy down, and then the ball's going to bounce forward, and it's going to you know, or going to go fall out of bounds, and then mm-hmm. it's going to be thrown upfield, and then my guy's <laughs> going to break away, pick it up, 
and then he's going to go for it, and he's going to throw it to this guy in traffic who's going to catch it and break away. All this stuff. I'll be damned if every, <laughs> every roll he rolled, whether it was 11 or 13, all of them were above four. Jeez. And all of them were just enough whatever he needed. When he needed the six, he got a six. When he needed the four or better, he got the four. He didn't have to use re-rolls. He Jeez. got all these dice. He threw the pass. He caught the ball in the traffic. He he knocked my guy down. The ball went out of bounds. It got thrown up field. I was so <laughs> mad. Furious, man. Yeah. Not at him, at Nuffle. Yes. So mad. So he goes up one nothing, And I'm like, well, crap. Um, long story short, I you know grind it out. Um, I actually, I think I injured a couple guys, have some breaks go my way. Yeah. And I, I managed to, to drag it out, tie one, one. So I get a tie. Which isn't bad, I guess, but it's bearing a loss. And this was at table two. So I dropped from table one to table two. Um, uh, next match. Hold on a second here. Let me find my guy here. Cause he was a really cool guy too. Uh, his name, and I bet I don't even have it on here. Uh, his name is Asgoth, uh, Azroth the Faceless, I guess, because that's what his coach name My is. My name is Azriel. <laughs> Azriel Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it doesn't have his name, and I, I really don't remember because I didn't write it down. I thought it was on here. Anyways, I played this guy who is another Chaos Dwarf team. I'm like, great. Okay. The Day of Chaos Dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> So we play, we set up, um, things are looking good for me once again. Um, I feel like I'm in control. He does some, a few crazy things, knocks me out of bounds. Well, actually, no, that's not true. He, he doesn't do some crazy things. He does some smart things. I do the crazy thing. My problem all day so far at Rock Cup, even up to game three is, is if Roddy was on the field, and you put your guy close enough to the sidelines, in my brain... No, I'm going to push him out. i got to push him out. And if yeah. I push him out, he could be injured and gone. Right. And if I get numbers, that's going to help me out. It's probably worth trying that. You it's do, probably trying to do that. You do tend to have that mentality. That's like one of your main things is you want to push people out of bounds. Because a lot of times with Blood Bowl, if you get numbers, it's a big no, deal. No, it is. I mean, it cost me last night when me and you played a game. Uh, it didn't cost me, but it, it messed up a few plays when I got obsessed with pushing a guy out yeah, of bounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my problem with Roddy was is he loved to blitz, and he also loved to roll both down, both down. Big fan of the show. Because he didn't want to push people out of bounds or knock people down. Mm -hmm. And so then I was always tempted. And I felt, well, I've committed this far. Yeah. I've wasted another player over here to, you know, get the advantage or whatever. Because it was to do a little centaur, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so I re-rolled it. And he goes, thank you for the re-roll. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Or if he used the re-roll, he rolled the exact same thing. See, that... That's the bad thing about having a star player like that. He is really good, and you want to use him. And that's where you run into problems because of that loner. Right. And But you think, well, he's the best candidate. He's got a lot of movement. He's got the horns. He's got frenzy of the block. But he's got that loner. As long as so, I don't roll both down, both down, or, or two skull skulls. skulls, I'm fine. Well, 
Lo and behold, I screwed myself up. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second roll I roll double skulls or something. Anyway, long story short, I tried to push a guy out of bounds, which I shouldn't have done. I should have just marked him. Right. And it left me open up field because I didn't surround my guy was yet because I was going to do this first and then I was going to do this one other thing. Mm-hmm. And long story short, this guy tackled me, knocked me out of bounds. Momentum shifted the other way. He threw a pass to his bull centaur who caught it. But believe it or not, even with sure feet, the guy <laughs> rolled 1-1. One, one. Jeez. And that's how I got out of the first half, 0-0 zero, zero yeah. against these Chaos Dwarves. Now, my problem was is I was kicking off to the Chaos Dwarves in this game three. Uh, luckily, I set up Blitz, and the ball's right in the middle. So I just take a chance, and I thought I way overcommitted. Mm-hmm. But I just took the chance that if I could get on him and take a chance and put the, the werewolf, I like went through two tackle zones just to get right under the ball, Yeah, paid off. <laughs> and so me being aggressive there really paid off. And um, the second half I calmed down, and really all day I calmed down. And a lot of times, even though I, I'm talking about Roddy eating up re-rolls, usually that worked the first time, but then the second time I remember what our good friend <laughs> Brian, too, always said, you know, so many people re-roll a push yeah. when you need to save your re-rolls. And there's mm-hmm. so many times I had re-rolls late in the game that maybe two tournaments ago or even last tournament, I wouldn't have even, I would probably wasted them a lot earlier. Yeah. So Brian, too's knowledge is, was in my head all day. Well, you, you have the <clears throat> desire to get up and get up early. So you want all the good stuff to happen early. But yeah, if you can right. mitigate your losses. Right. So... Uh, good news is, is I came out of that game with a win, one nothing. Good. Um, so I was very happy with the day. The guy I played in the game three, we chatted a lot afterwards. Uh, he was. And yet, you he, don't he asked, remember his name. I know, I can't remember his name. Um, he, he, it was the first time I saw him at the Austin tournament. He wasn't yeah. there last year. But he really loved the fluff of everything. You know, he was talking about how he hates when teams would just name something goofy, like a horse yeah. racing team name or something. And he was talking about, you know, he's like, I noticed what you named all your players. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I noticed you did too. And that's why I was happy when I sat down. I said, the fact that, you know, you were talking about, you know, your team logo and how you researched it and stuff like this it made me happy. And so when we started talking about our league, and then he's like, how do you do he's this? Like kissing and We started making out. And next thing like, you know, yeah. I, had his, I had his butt right in my hands, and I was, like, squeezing it. And I just mm. felt the blood flow through him. Okay. And I was like, we are going to go home with this. Home and base. let's go ahead and stop that because that's <laughs> creepy now. It's turning you on, isn't it? A little bit. Okay. Uh, he was interested in like how we do free agents yeah. and all that stuff. Like he was really into it. And I was like, you got to listen to the podcast. <laughs> He's like, okay, I am. And I forgot your name. So I'm very sorry. But he was a big fluff guy. So I thought it was funny. He asked me, he's like, man, how long have you been playing a, a necromantic? And I was like, oh, this is uh, game three. Like three, game three. Games. This is game three. Yeah. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> so. I guess that was a compliment. Yeah. I don't know. Um, had a fun time, though. It was a really fun game. And so then I am two wins, one tie. And that was enough to put me back on table two with Good. a small chance to the two guys in table one tie or something. Maybe yeah. maybe through tiebreakers. I played a guy. I believe his name was Jeff. And I want to say his name was... Or, I don't remember his last name, White Coat or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't. I really don't remember. Um, I don't have his roster either, which I know I took it, so that means hmm. must have misplaced it. Uh, he had a dwarf team, 
So my my gambit for the day was Chaos Dwarves, <laughs> um, Orcs, Chaos Dwarves, and Dwarves. <clears throat> I knew I was probably kind of in trouble if, you know, unless I could get momentum on my way. And, right. Um, long story short, uh, halftime it was 0-0. Zero, zero, and then he started beating me up. And, I mean, just really beating me up. Um, I had, like... I think seven guys in the KO box by the Jeez. time that game ended. And the bad thing was it was like all I really had was zombies left on the field. It yeah. was like my werewolf was gone, my flesh golem was gone. I mean, the whole team of zombies will get you nothing. I mean, at the end of the game, I was trying stuff just to like have a miracle that I could dodge through a couple tackle zones, hit him, knock the ball free, and hopefully he fumbles a couple turns in mm-hmm. a row because he was in steady control. Um Long story short, I lost one nothing. Uh, you know, I got really mad at Roddy all day. Yeah, I somebody's I can't I think it was Robert that said something like you know I was saying this is bullshit Roddy or something like that it was like the theme of the day that I was saying. So yeah, I was like South Tom. God. <laughs> And people from the north will know what that means. Yeah. No, I, I, I wasn't actually cursing at people. But right. I, I was yelling at my players. So if you could it do part- it. But, okay, so let's just start off again. You went 2-1-1. One, 2-1-1. And, one. One and, one. and what did that get you? I believe in the final standings, fifth or fourth place. Okay. I can't remember which. I want to say fifth. Okay. It's not too bad. So it was five out of 18. It's not second 18. place. It's not second place. Yeah. It's not second place from Bugmoons. It's not first place from Bugmoons. Yeah. I did come off with the best defense award. Well, that's good. I only allowed two all day. Now, looking back, would you have taken, if you could do it over again, would you take Startooth? Uh, Roddy Startooth? Yeah. Um, or was he just a distraction? You know, let's see. Let's look at how much he, he was like 120. So I could have got a werewolf for the same price. Um, as m- many times as I cursed him and I, I told you like pretty much all the bad stuff because it was quite often yeah. that he didn't seem like he did great stuff, but there was times where he did do really good stuff. Okay. And, you know, when foul appearance did work, it was awesome. His fan favorite alone probably made it worth it because if there was any like let's brilliant coaching or cheerleaders, yeah. I already had that plus one, even if I didn't have. That's true. Uh, you know, from the other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, going to Rock Cup, if he's still around next next year, I'd probably play with him no matter what team he's on. Okay. Uh, does he hurt you a little bit with Loner? Yeah, he does. But his, he he helped just as much as he hurt. So, I mean, can't can't complain about that. Just kind that. of a wash. Yeah. So um, you take him again. I definitely would take him again. He's He's too good when he is good. <laughs> My, my Plus pro- the theme. My, my pro- you know what? If I would have uh, got out of my mind that I had to push out people, I would have played a lot better. And that's where I let the I got to have man advantage yeah. hurt me. Now, as many times as it hurt me, the opposite was true. You know, I pushed a guy out and it helped me. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think that mentality hurt me throughout the day. Instead of just marking a guy, trying to push him out of bounds and really concentrating mm-hmm. and wasting your blitz on that. But, you know. I can see that. Sometimes we get a tunnel vision. But uh, I was happy to get, you know, best defense. Got an award. Finished, you know, fifth out of 18. 18 is not bad. So, yeah, we had a good number of people. And uh, it was a really fun event. They had some crazy weather. Like, 
you know, you had like hard, like mud. So your armor was softer when you know, you hit the ground and then you had like dry dirt or frozen dirt or something like that. So the armor was a plus one. So it was, it was nice. It was different. And, um, uh, looking forward to it again. I mean, Good. the only major complaint, if I have a complaint and it wasn't anybody I played is just the general thing of mark your players really clearly. <laughs> um, this tournament also had every round you got a guy with foul appearance. Yeah. And if you won your game, it was random. And if you were, if you if lost, you, lost, game, you, you got, got to pick. pick. So, uh, I think my first one was Vili Death Smasher, which was a, you know, a zombie. And then I ended up having a, a ghoul with foul appearance, a werewolf with foul appearance, Jeez. and then two of my zombies. But by the end of the day, you heard people yell, I hate foul appearance. <laughs> I hate foul appearance. Brad started yelling that, and I was like, yeah, we're all going to appreciate foul appearance from this tournament. So Mathematically, it's better than block and dodge to protect your guy from getting hit. What? Yeah. No. Because block is, if you have block, it only protects you from one result. That's okay. the both down. That's a one out of six. Okay. But the other times, it'll hurt you. And now it's also, it, that odds are diminished when there's two dice or three dice. Because then it's a one out of three. Anyways, I don't know how the math works. But if you have foul appearance, it's always a one out of six chance that they don't hit you at all. Okay. So even if it's like three dice, they roll a, a one... They can't do anything to you. There's no chance of them hitting you. Okay. So mathematically, that's better. And there's no way to get rid of it, like with wrestle or tackle or anything like that. All right. Well, I'll save that one for the math people. But yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying. One yeah. out of six, they can never even roll the dice to begin mm-hmm. with. So it was, it's pre- it was pretty neat. And it came back to hurt me just as much as other people. So, But with the... Uh, you're talking about little kind of deceptive teams and stuff. This is another case of where it should probably start to be common practice. When you go to a tournament, take colored rings with you. That way, if you're playing someone who their team is a little bit questionable, like if you can't tell the difference between a couple positions, ask to put rings on them. You put a, a, a green band against the guys with guard or you know, a red with guys with block. Or like with the foul appearance. He started having multiple people with foul appearance. I'm sure if you didn't have rings around them, then yeah. you had to result you had to check with your roster and everything. Everybody I played did a really good job yeah. marking their players. I, w- I wasn't confused at all and I think everybody even had every, all the foul appearances marked. There was okay. just a few teams that probably if I would have played yeah. in my brain it would have been deceptive just enough to throw me off for yeah. at least you know how it is. I mean even if I brought a new team in in the league, the first couple of games, you might go, okay, that guy throws me off because mm-hmm. he looks like something else. Oh, easily. Yeah, by, I, by, I, by I week get confused. eight, you know exactly who's what. But yeah, I get confused on those uh, undead teams all the time because the skeletons and the mummies, the GW miniatures. Look well, a that, lot to you. but also the uh, the whites and the ghouls. You want to mix those up? Yeah, I always get them mixed up. I couldn't tell you which one's which. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but. If I had a recommendation for people, is like really mark your guys. If you don't mind, put some colored bands and not like rubber bands. I'm talking 
if you got a blitzing type model, put a red ring around them. You yeah. know, your lineman type models, put a put green around them. Mm-hmm. Put, you know, but whatever. So, anyways, it was a good time. Uh, Matt did a great job, and there was donuts in the morning, and there was candy throughout the day. That's always good. You know what? It was like Easter candy, like old Easter candy. Yeah. No, hold on. Rotten candy? No, oh. it wasn't rotten. <laughs> candy to but, rot your teeth? Exactly. He was like, there's some jelly beans over there. And I was like, ah, jelly beans suck. Yeah. And then he's like, no, these are sun-kissed jelly beans. And I was like, oh, those are Starburst jelly okay. beans. Yeah. And I was like, well, those probably suck, too. No, they didn't suck. Those are amazing. <laughs> like, eventually, this fatty went over there and took a handful of jelly beans and thought, no, I'll just take the rest of this bag. And I took it back to my Game 3 opponent, and we just ate jelly beans. It was awesome. Uh, so sad. Hey, I didn't get a donut because all those guys ate all the donuts. Okay. So I can do that. So we need to remember for Oklahoma Bowl, have more donuts and bagels. Right. So, and then to wrap up the trip after we left, we immediately left. We didn't get to hang out with anybody because we had three hours back to Dallas. Yeah, that's got to suck. It really did suck. By this time, we're exhausted. Yeah. So we go hit In-N-Out Burger, and then I just get a burger this time, not the weird fries that taste terrible once they cool down. Mm-hmm. And... Three hours later, I get stuck driving because Michael's, like, exhausted, and I don't blame him. And I about fall asleep getting home, and then we get home, rest, um, get up the next day, hit the casino again, lose money, and come on back. Good. Well, well day. Had some Cracker Barrel. It was awesome. Steve loves Cracker I, Barrel. I don't get the appeal of Cracker Barrel at all. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's like going to grandma's, a nice grandma's house. I didn't grow up with grandparents. Well, that's your problem. My grandparents were in California and Maine. They were eating In-N-Out burgers and lobster. Yeah, at least one of those. Yeah. They ate a lot of lobster. That explains your problem. No grandparents. Yeah. They would have told you to turn that TV off and go outside. No. (laughs) I'm just joking with you. Anyways, that wraps up my trip. Do you have any? No. Did did you miss out? Did you feel like you missed out on a fun time? No, because like I said, I was... That Saturday, I was probably doped up the whole day <laughs> on Flexoreal. And, uh, the good stuff? Yeah, it's not great, but it does the job. And uh, Sunday, I just kind of rested, and it's kind of nice. I got you. All right. But yeah, I'm looking forward to going next year, at least. Well, we hope you can make it. I hope so, too. <laughs> okay, we'll be back with our next segment talking about injuries. This is Morgan Thorg, Blood Bowl's greatest ogre blocker. You are listening to Both Down with Steve and Scott. And now we go back to the second edition and look at... Injuries. (laughs) Injuries. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Some crazy old man voice? Or are you a vampire? Yes. I'm a crazy old man vampire. I'm here to get your injuries straight. All right. So we're going to talk about second edition injuries. Yes. From what I can, t- yeah, from what I can tell, um, this only affected star players. Okay. It did. Okay. I mean, it says it at the... Because we're looking at the star player's book. 
you know, it says normal players who are injured during a game are replaced by fit players. Right. But you got to remember when we got this book. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like everybody had skills. So at one time, everybody there was no money in this book. This book came out. The Star Players book came out before the campaign book, okay. which was the red book. And that one, that was the one with all the money, and you only have this much money to start a team. And okay. This and that. So this one. You know, we just thought you can make, because there's a chart in here. This is more just like supplements for the original game. Right. And so we just thought, you know, we probably played it wrong, but we just thought everybody was a star player. If you wanted to be, you just roll in this chart. And so this was our injury table. And you got to remember, too, this book is called the Star Player's Book. So, of course, it's going to be the Star Player's Injury Table as well. Yeah. But these are more severe injuries for your... Your team. So it's a lot different. Not, I wouldn't say a lot, but it's different <clears throat> enough that it justifies this segment. It is. I think it's a lot different. And just, you know. It can have a bigger impact, put it that way. Now this version with Blood Bowl, when there's a casualty, you know, it can be, you know, 11, you know. What do we do? We roll a D6 and a D8, right? For the, the 6 is yeah. the 10s place and the... D8 is the the one's mm-hmm. place. And anything between an, an 11 to a to 38, what, 38 is, is just, badly hurt. you're just gone for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah. And then the 40s is you're going to have to miss next game. Right. And then the 50s are something permanently is affected. Right. Because niggling, armor reduction, movement reduction. Well, it's all the stat. Every stat has armor, a reduction. Yeah. But it's only how many games. Well, it's only for the next game. Right. Yeah. This one in the And next then one. in the 60s, it's dead. Yeah. Okay. Just straight up So in dead. second edition, you'd roll injuries, and if the injury wasn't dead, but it's still a casualty. So how would you get dead? Double sixes? Double sixes, or like if you had Mighty Bullet carried it to double six. So anytime so, you hit 12 or more. So like if you, you hit 11 somebody. and you had Mighty Blow, mm-hmm. which turned it into 12, so that guy's dead. So if this was just an injury, this is so a casualty. But I'm just reiterating, that's the only way to kill somebody. Is if it went to 12. You had a block chart. Mm-hmm. Okay. You roll in the block chart, the guy goes down. You roll armor. And then if you break the armor, then you see <clears throat> how bad it was. Yeah. And then you had KO or stunned. And, you know, they had those little boxes on the side. You know, and then you had casualty. So if it okay. was in the, the casualty area, then you just waited till after the game to roll the injuries. You didn't roll them at the time, or at least oh, okay. we didn't. I, I don't know if they're... Well, yeah, because I'm pretty sure... Because it says at the end of every game you should roll right. in the, and which so is kind of if you roll twelves or if you roll, yeah. uh, I I injured you ten, but I have mighty blow four, so that adds like two to yeah. it. Then it would be twelve, and that guy would die. Okay, okay, but yeah. Like I don't have much experience with anything other than Blood Bowl games workshop related, mm-hmm. but we did play a little bit of more time, and more time was the same way. If someone got injured, you put him to the side. At the end is when you rolled for the injuries. Yeah, so this is the same way. Right. Um, so this is a lot different in the fact that you used, you didn't use a D8 and a D6. You used two D6s, but you did it as one was the 10s place. Right. And one was the ones place. Right. Um, if you think you have like a big guy that's missing one game now and it's going to kill you, wait till you hear some <laughs> of these injuries. You want to start off with the, let's just go through the, the, the tens. So from eleven for, to sixteen. Yeah. Eleven and twelve is a concussion. You miss 
This is Miss Games 1. So you missed one game. Oh, because everybody is out for the remainder of that game, no matter what, because this takes place after the next game. Right. Okay, so yeah. Uh, 13 and 14 is Broken Ribs. You miss one game. 15 and 16 is a groin strain, and you miss one game. None of those have permanent effects. Right, so the permanent effects are you just miss one game. So really... If you get to this This stage, is starting at the 40s to nowadays. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so you miss the rest of the, the game that was played, and then you miss the next game. Mm-hmm. So you always hope to get something like this. Okay? And I'll, I'll do the 20s here. Okay. Uh, 21 to 22 was a knee injury. You missed one game. But the permanent effects was roll a D6 before each game. On a roll of a 1, the knee injury has reoccurred. And the player must miss the match. So it's the old trick knee, you know. Yeah. My knee's bothering me. It's about to rain. Or how whatever. would you put that on the, the uh, player sheet? Would you just put, like, knee injury under the injury box or something? I, I think so. I think there was an old chart where you oh, okay. add the injuries. Just like, you know, now the little charts that we use for mm-hmm. our league, how it says injuries, and you can put the in in there for niggling or, you know, okay. last one strength. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you had to, if the guy carried a God. knee injury, you had to roll before each game. Um, 23 to 24 was a pinched nerve. Now, this is a 1d3, so you roll the d6 and divide it by 2, basically. And you get this 1 to 3 games. 1 to 3 games. Every time the player is stunned or KO'd, roll a 6, a d6. On a roll of a 1, the pinched nerve reoccurs, and the player must miss the rest of the match. Jeez. This was a pain in the butt. Yeah, So stunned. not only did you miss 1 to 3 games, but any time you were stunned or KO'd, you had to roll. And then like, God. oh, my back, my back. Yeah. Now that's kind of how I feel now that I'm 40, <laughs> but it really sucked when you had a blood bowl player that had this. This one was just, I didn't like this at all, and we'll explain even further. Uh, 25 and 26 was a serious concussion. Uh, once again, it was a D3, or 1D3, so it was divide, D6 divided by 2. Uh, armors were reduced by minus 1 for the rest of the season. So it was only temporary that he was... You know, he had this serious concussion. Yeah. But also see Punch Drunk. So do we want to go into that now, or do you want to go into it later? Well, we should probably go ahead into it now. Okay. Because it does affect it. So let me just read. You want to read from the book? Yeah, I'll go ahead. and. So Punch Drunk. The cumulative effect of a f- frequent smashing blows to the head reduces some players to mere vegetables. Any player who has suffered serious concussion or a fractured skull should roll a D6. On roll of one to two, the player becomes punch drunk and suffers permanently from his disabilities. So it has its own table. Well, read further. Oh. Punch drunk players are easily confused and sometimes even forget which team they are playing for. To represent this, for each punch drunk player, once per game at the start of a turn of his choice, the opposing coach may roll a d6 and consult the punch drunk table. So this reminds me of, you know, how Johnny Extreme have Crom that we've used for yeah. Oklahoma Bowl. And they said that he took drugs and mm-hmm. you know, that's why he has bonehead. Well, this is very similar to that. So uh, let's just look at the punch drunk table. I'll read one and two here. Yeah, go ahead. It's Arr. the player gets bored and decides to sit down for a while. Place the player face down as he as if his armor has been knocked. As, he, as if he's been knocked over but does not make an armor roll to see if the player is injured. If the player is carrying the ball, he drops it. And the ball scatters from the player's square. He may stand up in his next turn, team turn as usual. 
So this only happens if someone with punch drunk rolls a one or two at the beginning of the game, right? Once per game at the start of his turn. Um, this is a uh, once per game at the start of a turn of his choice. The opposing coach may roll. So the coach chooses. Do you see this? Oh, okay. I'm getting it. Sorry. So the punch drunk is something that you could get if you got one of those other two. That's where I was getting confused. Yes. Because if you got the fractured skull or the serious concussion, right. so we were talking then about you'd the roll the one or two. And it said, see, punch right. drunk. Then you roll the And D6. you might get this in addition to that. Right. You okay, might, you I might was get thinking, a three, four, five, or six, but right. not punch drunk. Okay. That makes more sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, but, yeah. but the coach rolls this. So if you had a good player that was running the ball, mm-hmm. he could just wait and wait and wait. And right before you score, go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and roll and see yeah. what happens. So that's on a that's on a one or two, and now a three or four is I don't understand. The player can't remember why he's playing the game and wanders off to ask the coach. Place the player in the stunned box of the dugout. It will take until the next touchdown is scored for the coach to remind the player exactly what the game is all about. Yeah, that's great. That's God. great. And then five or six. Do I know you? <laughs> Do I know you? The player gets totally confused and decides he's playing for the the other side. Treat him as a member of the other team until a touchdown is scored or he is injured. If injured, the player goes to his own team's dugout. The other team may still have 11 players on their field uh, while they're using a punch-drunk player. So this was awful. That is horrible. <clears throat> if you had a good player that just got a serious concussion and became punch-drunk, most of the time you got rid of him. Yeah. Because he'd come back to haunt you. It's ridiculous. So isn't that a great skill? Yeah. Great effect. Not only do you just not, you don't must miss one game, you miss one to three games, your armor is minus one for the rest of the season, and you can have this great table. Neat, huh? No. (laughs) All right, let's look at injuries uh, 31 through 36. So 31 to 32 is gouged eye. And this one's interesting. Miss next games. 1d6 minus 3. So you could get your guy eye gouged out, but you not you don't miss any time. You might not, but your throwing skill and your cool are both reduced by 1. So you can't throw the ball as well, and you're cool. So this is where, and I think we've talked about in the past, in mutations, there was a mechanical eye. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, if I get my guy out, if I get a gouged eye, I'll just get a mechanical eye. Sure. Because it gives you a plus 1 throwing skill. <laughs> and so we just make up the difference. So like when we draw our little pictures in our star player box, yeah. we'd erase the guy's eye and put a mechanical eye in there. That's cool. Now, I don't know if that was really legal or able to do that. Probably not, but that's what we did. See, actually, the next three were all Miss Next Games 1D6. And that's 33 to 34, which is a broken jaw. 35, 36, which is a fractured arm. And 41 to 42, which is a fractured leg. Now, none of those have any side effects. Right, none of those have permanent side effects. They're just missed games, 1d6. Then we get to 43 and 44, which is a damage back, which is a 1d6 plus 2. And then your armor goes down. So you could potentially have a guy missing eight games. How many games were in a season? Now, this is when the rules said that there was the 40 teams and they played 16-game seasons, like an NFL thing. Right. So, you know, you could have a guy miss half the season. From a well, damaged back. It is realistic to football. I mean, it is. I mean, this is closer to football than, yeah. of course, the current version of Blood Bowl. Um, 
Then 45 and 46 is a smashed hand. It's a D6 plus 2 as well. And your cool is minus 1, so you can't catch as well. Okay. Going on through here to the 50s, 51 through 52 is a broken arm. Still a 1D6 plus 2. And the player cannot throw the ball further than long range. <laughs> so he breaks that arm. Uh, he cannot. Yeah. I don't know, Coach. I took eight games off, but I'm still not as good as it used to be. I, I find this, and I always found this humorous back when we played second edition. Yeah. A fraction arm is 1D6. A broken arm is 1D6 plus 2, and you can't throw it further than long. Aren't those kind of the same terminology? It's like they couldn't think of something else to call it. Well, realistically, a fracture is worse than a break, right? Because that's multiple pieces, if I understand it. And a break can be a clean, just one break into two pieces. And a fracture is like impact. and I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a doctor, so yeah. the broken arm, you can't throw the ball as far. And then uh, 53 through 54 is a broken leg. 1d6 plus 2. Um, and then your sprint, which is what we call is go for it. And everybody gets two nowadays. Back then, everybody had different. Right. You know, your blockers only had one sprint. Uh, your catchers had four, maybe. This one, your sprint is decreased by one. Jeez. And then uh, 55 to 56 was a smashed ankle. This is where injuries really start getting bad. 2d6. That's right. You could miss up to 12 <laughs> games with a smashed ankle. And your MA is minus one. God. All right, so let's see, 61. Yeah, let's just tag. We'll do every other one of these, okay. so go for it. Smash tip. 2D6 missing the games. And AG is minus one, but the player may no longer sprint. <laughs> Isn't that great? God. 62. Smash collarbone. 2D6. Strength and throwing skill minus one. The player may not throw the ball further than long range. Well, that seems fair. So, uh, yeah, this, this is pretty bad. <laughs> um, 63, Fractured Skull, 2d6. If the player is KO'd, roll a d6. On a roll of 4 through 6, the player suffers a concussion and must be placed in the injured box of the dugout. Also, see Punch Drunk. Pretty bad, huh? Another chance yeah. to get that Oh, punch that's drunk. permanent effects. Anytime the guy's Yeah, that's KO'd. permanent. Jesus. No, that's not a one-time deal. That's yeah, a you're right. I was confused for a second, but yeah, any time from then on. Uh, 64 is a broken neck, four D6s, <laughs> all characteristics reduced by one. All God. characteristics reduced by so, one. And of course you think, what's worse than a broken neck? Well, 65 is a shattered knee, which is four d six missed games your ma and or movement and agility are minus one and the player may no longer sprint and dodge skill is reduced to level zero yeah that's awesome horrible and then 66 the ultimate the ultimate is roll twice <laughs> which is amazing uh, so let me tell you a old school second edition Story. So you could conceivably miss eight D six games. Um yeah. And but how we handled that was is each one was rolled separately and they healed to together. So uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um speaking of two injuries that Jeez. seemingly be awful. Yeah. There was a player back I'm going second edition because I'm gonna name some players that we have in our current incarnation of Blood Bowl. 
Uh, when Sears Mayfeather left the Everbold Unicorns way back when in second edition, coached by my friend Gary, they, they were humans, not elves. Um, they had this young catcher come up named Dylan, Dylan McCabe. And Dylan McCabe, we rolled his stats up in the star player book, and he had a bunch of skills. And two of them was agility plus two and dodge. So he had seven agility when you were trying to tackle him. Jeez. Now you think, oh, he can dodge anywhere. No. Back in second edition, you compared agility to agility when you tackled. So a dwarf with a strength five only had agility two. So if he was trying to tackle Dylan McCabe, he had minus five to his role. Wow. Um, that's just how it was. Huh. So halflings were good at tackling. They were not good at hitting. Okay. Yeah. So. There's you, logic to that. So you needed the double sixes to like tackle this guy. Because I remember my dwarf giants facing the Everbold Unicorns. And because he won the kickoff and was the first player to three. Yeah. He won the game because I could never tackle him. And it felt useless tackling somebody at a minus five. But Jeez. I thought I have to try. Um, so Dylan McCabe, I think it's like week 13 or 14. And I can't remember who he's playing. But he never played defense, you know. In, in old second edition, you could run players on the field as soon as somebody got injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary, I guess, was not thinking straight. And some guys got injured, so he ran Dylan McCabe out on the field to, I think, try to tackle some guy and try to prevent the shutout or keep the shutout going or something. And I think it was an ogre <laughs> of somebody's that just blitzed him and smashed him. And when we rolled injuries, because – the catcher only had two strength, and an ogre has, you know, seven, so yeah. it's a plus five on the block chart. Anyways, he got injured. He got a casualty. So, you know, Gary's hoping for the best, that it's not too bad of an injury, and hopefully he'll have him back for the playoffs. But as we read, I mean, there's no good result in any of those. Yeah, At the very least, you hope to get, like, a concussion, be right. one game, and move on. Yeah. And it was getting close to playoffs, and we had extended playoffs, you know, so Gary's team was going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. and everything else. Um Dylan McCabe rolled a 66 on the injury chart. Yeah. Now, there's been many players that got a 66 and rolled a, a broken ribs and maybe a pinched nerve. So it's not too bad. And you don't miss too much time. Mm-hmm. Dylan McCabe rolled, no joking, a shattered knee and a broken neck. 65 and 64? Yes. Jeez. After the roll twice, he got those two. So his agility went from seven or six plus his dodge. To a four, his dodge went down to zero, and he wasn't moving so fast, and he could no longer sprint. Now, how many games do you miss? Uh, I can't remember how many games, but it was a god-awful amount of games. Did you carry it over to the next season, or was it just at the end of the season he was good? <laughs> well, we would have probably carried it over, because that's how realistically we were. The, yeah. But, you know, the season changed changed dramatically because we went from 40 teams down to like you know half that the second season but yes so instantly that guy was doomed and over with and the everbold unicorns did go no further wow (laughs) so just like that with the roll of two injuries i mean that guy was gone and we just laughed about it and, (laughs) and gary quit and cried no he didn't but he wasn't real happy about it but we all had guys who had those like crazy injuries or yeah oh great this guy's punch drunk and then you try to play with him and then as soon as he turns on you and starts hurting your own players you're like okay i'm cutting that guy i don't know why you would keep any of those people well surely 
You know, probably if we played the money system right in second edition, if we had yeah. both books at the same time and started them the yeah. same time, we might have not kept a lot of those guys. Because it says you can didn't. retire the star players. Right. But, of course, if you do that, you're replacing them with a regular player. Well, I remember so, so many players getting injured, like star players getting hurt, and, you know, getting the broken neck. I think um, Withergrass double drool. He either died or got a broken neck or something, but he mm-hmm. became useless. And so... Yeah. Injuries were brutal back then. I mean, just imagine now if you just take all these injuries down even to D six. Yeah. Even the worst one. It's a broken neck. Now it's just a D six. You imagine some of your guys, your lizard men missing three games. I couldn't recover. Yeah. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Um so while I miss all these flavorful injuries and at times like, for our league, if our league was, like, a little bit longer, maybe 10 games, I think I would like some injuries that maybe were two games. Maybe you're gone for two games. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go further than that. No, because that's a lot. But it really is a lot. I mean, I, I justify a lot of – this old second edition was more trying to be like American football. Yeah. You know, with all their injuries. And, and so now I can I can think more, like, there's a lot of apothecaries and magic spells, and that's why Broken Neck only takes one game to recover or, or so on. Well, it's like, you know, they didn't have as much padding back then. They didn't know what they were doing. It was more no-holds-barred type of play. So it's a more organized and sophisticated sport now. It's definitely <laughs> been changed for the better. Yeah. It, there's some good memories there, but there's some awful memories there, too. <laughs> so. God, because if you had, I mean, there have been games when... Like against your halfling team, I casualtyed ten or people, eleven. Yeah, imagine going to this thing. And if you're absolutely going to miss at least one game, right? What do you do the next game? Have your tree man and ten you're in journeymen? Trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah, I guess so. You have make weights, as wow. we talked about yeah. last. You know, if you played both books at the same time during this edition, you'd have make weights. That is crazy, especially with the money thing. You would have to. Yeah. That'd be an awful team. <laughs> yeah. But uh, some good times were had. I, I I love the flavor, though, of the chart of like, all right, let's roll injuries. Oh, my God. Thank God. I rolled, yeah. a, I rolled a 14. <laughs> you were so happy. <laughs> I, yeah. So, Or if you got like that uh, fractured arm that was 1d6 and you just rolled a 1. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he's going to be <laughs> back in time. But we lost a lot of star players very early because of the, the injuries were so brutal back then. Yeah. So. As you can tell. And that's why they changed it, so. Yeah, it's a better game. But, um, whatever. Anything else interesting about injuries back then? Um, like I said, we always replaced the gouged eye with, a, <laughs> you know, the other thing. And, you know, we, I remember, I think it might have been Dylan McCabe where we, somebody said, like, well, I guess you could get mechanical legs. And we're like, no, you can't do that. And Why not? There was always a big controversy of what you could do and not do. But, no, that's, that's like the most memorable injury I can remember is just like this great star player going from everything to nothing. And, it, and then years later, uh, do you remember Will, uh, Willie, um, was it Willie? Not Willie McGinnis. That was a, a Patriots guy. Yeah. Who was the guy from Miami? Willie Galt? No. Um, not Willie Galt. <laughs> Good, now you've thrown my brain uh, on a different tangent. Um, I don't know Miami. 
the University of Miami played there. Oh my gosh, I have his bright, I have his image in my head. He was a. Uh, <laughs> Will okay, I, I know it. Ready? Willie Williams? No, uh, McGahey. Willis McGahey? Yeah. Oh, was it Willis McGahey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the player the, from Miami, I think Willis McGahey. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, remember him. Uh, he was playing, I think, in the bowl game against Ohio State, and he just his knee got just wrenched and destroyed, and they, you know, he might never play again. Yeah. And something like that. That's what that injury <laughs> always, like, years later when I watched that injury happen, I was like, that's Dylan McCabe. And that's how I see him going down. Now, it would be kind of cool, like the mechanical eye aspect, where you could buy – prosthetics for people so to upgrade somebody instead of rolling for an upgrade you could choose to set them out for a week and buy an upgrade like buy a mechanical arm or <laughs> that that sounds fun now because you'd have a lot of mo- well like teams with a lot of money right. you know you're like oh you can go for this you know plus two to throwing length but it's a 1d3 missed games to heal. That would be kind of cool. It would be. For $150,000, you can get mechanical arms. And that mm-hmm. will give you the skill Mighty Blow. But you could miss one to six games. Mm-hmm. You want to take a chance? Yeah, I'll buy that for my lineman. Yeah. Ooh. We need to make up some stupid rules. That'd that be kind of cool. Balanced. You could do it in, in addition to your regular skills. Ooh. So you can get Mighty Blow too. No, that's that's too powerful. Mighty Blow Two. That'd be a little too powerful, I think. Although I'm probably I, I'm accustomed to <laughs> the current version of Blood Bowl not being as violent as right. The old, yeah, old it's least, not. So. But uh, that wraps it up for ener- <laughs> energies. Energies. I just thought of the Oklahoma City Energy, a new the professional soccer, soccer, our, soccer our team. A new professional soccer team. That's why I said that. Yeah. That sums it up for injuries. Ah. And we will be back with John. You're not going to give him like some fancy like. We'll be back with the winged human himself, John Breeze, talking about the league and random skills. Just hang on. This is Rowdy Riggs. Chaos Dwarf Blocker for the Blackwater Bulls. And you're listening to Boat Down with Steve and Scott. Let's get ready! Alright, we're back. And we're here with John Brees, also known as Winged Human. Or is it underscore human? How Winged is it? Human. Winged human. Winged I would human. say winged human. You would be an oaky at that point. But really? you're not an oaky. I'm an oaky, so but I know Winged is, is more incorrect. <laughs> I I can't say winged. winged. It's just it's winged human. It's just no. hmm. winged. Winged human. Wow. Nobody cares. Nobody does care. They but might. Why? They might like look this guy up. He plays a lot of fumble. I lose a lot of fumble games. Let's rephrase that. I lose a lot of fumble games. But you play a lot. I do. <laughs> well. So people will look you up so they can win. They will, yeah. I've got ranked teams. I've got block team, or yeah, box teams. Mostly elves. A lot of Skaven. Play Cyanide? 
I don't have cyanide. I've got a Wii U, okay? <laughs> I'm good for playing Mario Kart games. That's about it. Okay. Or Luigi Kart games. Luigi Kart or games. Or Waluigi Kart Luigi. games. Or yeah. Wario Kart games. Or bowling they, games. They remake the same game with all four of those characters. I did not know. Yep. Wow. Or bowling games that are really bad. Are they? Yeah, the Wii Sports is just not fun. Yeah, but right. if you're interested in hanging out with me on the Wii U, I do play Call of Duty Ghosts. <laughs> if anybody else in the world human? plays I Call am. of Duty Ghosts I, on the Wii, I'm, I'm no, the Wii. A... actually no, nobody does. <laughs> no, nobody does. On the most I've ever seen is like 1,500 people online at wow. the time. That's which more is... than I would expect. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. A lot of Japanese people. No waiting. No wait. That's right. No waiting. No waiting. So we got John on here because how did we meet you? Through the podcast. Through the podcast. It was through the podcast. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this before because you've been on past episodes, but it's just been a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you came to tournaments first. Is that how? No, no. We had a league up in Oklahoma City at a game called Little, a store called Little Shop of Games. Okay. Um, I found the podcast. I contacted you guys. I think. Steve came up mm-hmm. and watched one of my games and realized <laughs> that the rule set was redonkulous. It's okay. horrible. That's so horrible. wrong. So bad. Yeah. And then you started coming to tournaments. And, then I started and coming that's to tournaments. when we started becoming friends and hanging out, yeah. which led to us asking you into the league, right? Yep. Yep. And, and he I think passed all the initiation tests. I did. Right. He ate the pizza and the cookie after we baked it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. And I still have the scar right above my ass crack. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this was kid-friendly until you came on. Way to go, buddy. I was talking about a donkey. It's not explicit yet. <laughs> donkey on crack. On crack. <laughs> um, In so, a mountain. <laughs> I don't know. So John joined our league, and we just finished up the regular season of our... This was the final game played tonight. Of the home league, I'll say it. Or our league. The At Dragonfire the Blood Bowl League. Mm-hmm. Look at Steve roll his eyes. At I'm Casa not de getting Ginger. into it again. Casa de Ginger. We or make fun games. of you because you always say what a home league is, not the fact that you use the word home league. Oh, okay. That we play the league at your house? There you go. Where do, where do most games take place? <laughs> Look at him. He's so mad right now. <laughs> I, I will say that I probably drive the farthest to play the games. No, you absolutely do. Yeah, you do. So That's, that's kind of your fault for living far away. But at least you made all the games. I that's did. Right. I did. You did. Every single game. So, you, your background... More than anything is that you're used to, you've never played second edition or first edition Blood Bowl or even third edition. You How actually you started, get involved? You started playing online, correct? I, well, yes. Yeah, my, my, I think I started Living Rulebook 4 um, was when I really started playing Blood Bowl. Um, and, and really it started on Fumble. Um, so just being able to play games online and play Blood Bowl online against people is what really started. And that's where I really started getting competitive um, playing online. And then I got burnout. I got really angry at the game, and I got burnout. And just recently in the last couple of years, I've just come back to it. So um, along with Fumble and along with you guys, it has really helped generate a lot of love for the game for me, okay. So especially the league. So let's just talk if – Let's act like this is your first time listening to our podcast. We do a little bit things a tad different in our league. Okay. We don't have the traditional stalling out. Right. Like most people would think, like in tournament play. Yeah. I'll say mm-hmm. standard tournament play, or probably how a lot of leagues are already. Yeah, anywhere. Um, 
If you can sit on the goal line and protect yourself for eight, seven turns, and then walk in for the very end. That's how most people play. Right. We don't. We don't do that. If, if you're within done, walking distance of the goal line, and you've you done walk everything in. else you could, then yeah. you go ahead and walk in. Yep. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we do uh, random skills mm-hmm. where. If you have a dwarf blocker and you want a strength skill, you take the strength category, you pick the six skills, and you roll a d6 to randomize right. that. Yeah. Um, and we do complete randomization of the MVP mm-hmm. instead of like a pick system. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Instead of like narrowing it down. Because a lot of people do that. Right. Yep. So we kind of have our own little house rules. We do our playoffs and stuff. Now we're in week eight, or not week. We just finished up week eight. We're in season seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or season three, three. Is that right? This is season eight, actually, right? Okay. Yeah. Season eight, week eight. Now playoffs. Yeah, because Steve has three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, this is our season eight. Um, I guess really what we brought you on here for is not to get all your background and everything, but the how, how you adapted and changed maybe your gameplay or just your thoughts on the random skills. If you Well, think kind of, first off, what do you think about the house rules? Um, I really, honestly, I really enjoy the house rules. I think the fact that you can play Blood Bowl in a league setting like this and have house rules and be able to integrate them pretty seamlessly most of the time is fantastic. It's one of the things that I love about the game. Um, I really enjoy the random skills. I mean, I've never played in a league or anything like that where it was random skills. I mean, you know, usually the things you have to worry about are the kill stack from the the strength teams and then the agility teams with all the block, dodge, sidestep, you know, wrongness and... And that kind of thing. So the fact that they were random skills really, in my eyes, gave it almost a great equalizer for every team. Mm-hmm. You know, there was less of a chance that that you were going to have, uh, you know, a kill stack on on nearly every you know beastman on on a chaos team, or you'd have to face, um, you know, a kill line on a dwarf team or anything yeah. like that. It's it, and it made the game a lot more fun, in my opinion. I mean. I didn't win every game. Um, I did manage to make it to the playoffs with my Skaven team because it was the only team I own currently. Um, and I think I got really lucky with a lot of my roles. But um, in all honesty, I mean, I lost some guys. I, I had some guys skill up pretty well. Um, I had a lot more fun Yeah. Um, with with this and, and the, the random roles. I love the chaos of Blood Bowl. I love the randomness. So when I got a chance to play in the league and you guys are like, oh, you know, the skills are random, I thought it was great. Um, the only thought at this point that I would have is that the way you guys have it set up is, is if a player gets a skill and they have the ability to choose from multiple skill, skill sections, I want to call it categories. Um, you have to choose all six skills from that category. So if I've got a gutter runner that can choose agility in general, I've got to choose one category and all of my six skills that I roll randomly from have to come from that category. I think that's good. My preference would be if I could choose six skills from any category. Um, it that you would, qualify for. That you qualify yeah. for. So let's say, you know, uh, as a Skaven team, if I roll a mutation, well, I have the chance of choosing the mutation category and getting, you know, two heads on a rat ogre, you know. See, my little bit of uh, feedback on that would be you take someone keeping it with the mutation theme, I believe Chaos... Don't they have general strength and mutation? I believe so. On, like, yeah. single skill rolls? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. if, you, if you figure that there's two good skills per category, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I roll, if I pick six, I pick the two best skills in every category. Yeah. I'm getting a good skill, you no are. matter what. A great skill. 
Great skill. Put Great it that skill. way. Especially where we do randomness. The better skills, if you can get those, make much bigger difference than they would in a normal league. Because we have very few block and dodge people. Mm-hmm. But the ones that do are true superstars. Well, you take your They're camp. game breakers. If you go back to your example, and that's actually a great example that you brought up because I wouldn't ever thought of it. If you use chaos, for example, mm-hmm. out of general, you're going to take block. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe block and wrestle. Okay. Block and two. tackle. Or, or block or and tackle, block yeah. Block and tackle. Let's Good just job. say you take block tackle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out of strength, you take mighty blow and pile on. Right. And out of mutation, you take... Claws. Claws, and, you know, if you don't have horns, maybe you take horns. Probably horns, yeah. Claws okay. and horns. Mm-hmm. So those are all really all those great really, skills. Really good. And I get exactly what you're saying. And I think a league that chose to go random and chose to do what you said, mm-hmm. I think would still balance out and work out fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason, just so you know, because you haven't been here for the previous seven seasons, what we actually used to do before we went to the pick six formula is, believe it or not, they make a, a D14. And so, like, if you chose general skill, you rolled the D14. Wow. <laughs> and But we found out that nobody was picking general. Because there was just too little chance of getting a block. Mm-hmm. So you would go to the lesser one and be like, oh, I've got a better chance of I getting something good. one out of good. ten for this. Yeah. And, you know, some skills were meant for a tree man, like multi-block, for example. Yeah. It, but it wasn't really meant for a dwarf. With strong or, arm. Or, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I got a Chaos Warrior and he's got strong arm. And, and you listened to all the episodes. Yeah. So you've, you've probably heard why we went to the pick six thing. Oh, yeah. And everything. So, but I think if... Somebody out there was wanting to do a league that's maybe a little bit more fun mm-hmm. and not so, not so formula. I mean, because correct me if I'm wrong. The, do you have fun getting to roll a skill and seeing what you get, and then trying to make it to adapt to whatever you got? Like absolutely, absolutely. And I sit, mean, because let me right off the bat. Let's say you have a gutter runner skill up, mm-hmm. and you're playing fumble. What's your first skill you take? Dodge. Which is well, it's got dodge. Um, the first skill with a gutter runner I'm going to take is more than likely I'm going to take block. Okay. What's your second skill? Um, a second skill, and we're not talking any stata increases. Just regular, no stats. Just regular um, probably sidestep, maybe sprint, yeah, okay. or sure feet. Okay. I'd probably take sure feet before I took sprint. Just in hopes of getting that helps, MA plus one, right? In hopes of getting the MA plus one, reducing the amount of rerolls I've got to use. Um, you know. The Rat Ogre, it, it, take example of the Rat Ogre. The Rat Ogre, the first thing I'm going to take is Juggernaut if I don't get doubles because he's got Frenzy. Right. And if I don't have access to block, well, I'm going to minimize my okay. chances of going down by taking, you know, taking Juggernaut. Right. Okay. So, so to me, this league is fun because you like, maybe you get a skill that maybe See, like my, my Lizard Man, my okay. Croxicor, Tikataka, mm-hmm. he got multi-block. Nice. And you know what's fun? Yeah. I've used it. And I would never pick it. Yeah. If, if if I was picking skills, it's probably not one I'm going to pick. Mm-hmm. But since I got it, it's fun, and I use it. And in my mind, I go, well, that's what he wants to do, so therefore I'm going to make use of it in the game. Mm-hmm. It's probably partially dumb, but it also adds to the fluff of the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's it's... One of the and I agree with you. It's really, really awesome trying to getting that skill and going. Man, I never would have originally taken that, but then figuring out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, like with my current with my current roster, I've got like I said, Skaven. Um, I've got a, a blitzer here that's got 
block thick skull and stand firm. Now, I would, you know, if I would have had to choose, I would have taken Mighty Blow. Right. Yeah. Which I did. I rolled Mighty Blow on one of my Blitzers and, and randomly. Um, but thick skull and stand firm has given me a lot of different options to be able to use him that I originally wouldn't have thought about. Um, so it's it's you can put him in front of somebody and just say, "I'm not moving." Absolutely. Try to hit me. Absolutely. And you know, if his armor breaks, that there's a better chance he stays at least mm-hmm. on the field. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I noticed you have a lineman that randomly got do- our block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How awesome has that guy been? It pretty good actually. Um, I mean, he's he's he has taken a little bit of damage. He's a negative one uh, armor value, but I mean, he's he's, he's pretty reliable though. I he mean, is line of scrimmage fodder, hands down, and he does a good job. Right. So it, it's it's like I said, I've been really lucky with a lot of my skills, but. I mean, I I try to make the best with I can that I had, and and it seems to have done pretty well. So, and and I I really enjoy the fact that I've been able to go into a game, and I know that that I'm not going to go. Oh man, this is chaos. I've got to worry about my you You're know not, not fielding your three whole guys. team yeah. killed because yeah. you know I'm I'm going up against you know well, with this season with my chaos team. Um, the first skill I got with one of my chaos warriors was claw, mm-hmm. you know, through random means, and then my second skill was mighty blow. I mean, that guy's been like... He's a monster. Yeah. he's Yeah, he's pretty much a monster. He and actually is the reason I think you won, like I've said earlier, that game that we played. Um, because I was going after him so much because I was scared of him. Right, because he had the claw in my Yeah, blow. instead because, of going after the ball, I went after that guy to my detriment. And, and mm-hmm. people who have chaos teams would look at him or look at my roster and go, why didn't this guy take block first, then claw, yeah. then money blow, mm-hmm. you know, and then pile it on or whatever. This is just what he has randomly, and it's pretty awesome, and it makes this guy really stand out. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, that's kind of the beauty about the random skills. Um, I still don't, I don't think it unbalances much because <laughs> if you look at our league, uh, we had a Dark Elf team finish first in one division. Second place was an Undead team. Third place, your Skaven team. Yep. And the other division, it was a Chaos team. And then for first place, second place was a, a pro elf team, and then a lizard man team, mm-hmm. which were tied. So through tiebreakers, the so lizard men got second. Right. No, they really yes. got third. They got second. <laughs> no, through the tiebreakers, they got third. But we don't accept that, mom. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it really numbers. hasn't hurt. I mean, if you look at the other teams, it's not like some teams unbalanced. I know people in theory go, yeah. You know, like Norse teams have an advantage, dwarves have an advantage. They, they have the same advantages they do normally right. when they start off. Yep. I will say, I think the team it hurts most is my all thrall team. <laughs> yeah, yeah <but laughs> because you, like you, you've chosen to give yourself right. a handicap by taking all thralls to begin. But with. when you just have general access, it's a whole bunch of pro, a whole bunch of strip ball, and a whole bunch of wrestle, which isn't bad. It's not bad, but it gets boring. Because I couldn't roll a stat increase to save my life on that team. <laughs> no, that that hurts. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. When you do get a stat increase now, it's even much – you want to take it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. do you find yourself – I know you don't have many stat increases, I know, but mm-hmm. – even if you got one, you'd probably most likely take that over a skill. Oh, absolutely. And to me, that's the guy growing. You yeah. know, uh, I'll use Kevin Durant. I'll, if all of a sudden he became stronger going to the basket and hoops – you say, oh, he must have rolled a strength plus one mm-hmm. in the offseason. He lifted or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. permanent. No matter how many block dice he throws when he throws down a shot or something, mm-hmm. he has that. So, yep. 
Absolutely. I don't now, know. I'm a big proponent to this. I wish the only thing I would change about Blood Bowl is I wish that you know, maybe Jervis Johnson had something play tested where we got random skills so we wouldn't have to come up with it. But yeah. you know what? We like it. It seems to play test okay for us. I think so. Even with our inducements at 10%. So Yeah, I was going to ask about the inducements at 10%. That was one of the things that I questioned originally was the fact that if you get inducements – You've got to reduce those inducements by 10%, no matter what you get. And somebody explained to me at one time it was because people were choosing inducements over actually it's be- getting the, stuff. Well, it's because you get to choose inducements, but you don't get to choose your skills. So I didn't explain that at the beginning of this when right. I was talking about a couple different rules. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, um, we do inducements like normal, where you get to, if you get. X amount of money you get to choose the wizard or whatever, um, but there is if I if I give Steve three thousand hundred thousand dollars in inducements we take ten percent off, and you can say for the fluff it goes to some it pays for more people in the stands or whatever you yeah. want to say. Uh, the reason John we did that, and I don't know if this is what you, your story you heard, it was uh, from everything we heard that the inducements and I found it in some form was meant to like. Help the losing team, you know, twenty-five to thirty-five percent of the time, you know, win a game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really meant to make sure the other team has a one hundred percent fifty-fifty shot at beating a lower a lower ranked team have a fifty-fifty shot at being a bigger ranked team. It was meant to just give them a fighting chance, gotcha. but not a guaranteed fifty-fifty. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, the first couple of seasons, we had. The inducements were just straight up, uh, you know, three hundred thousand. Well, you get a little bit more freedom because if you give up more and you have random skills, you know, you don't get to pick the skill. This is also the time when it wasn't six. You're not picking out of six. You're picking out of fourteen, 14 or ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like on my human team, I could be penalized because I have break tackle on alignment, a, a lineman, and I've got strong arm on a blitzer or multi block on a, a blitzer or, or blitz, lineman or whatever. Or whatever. And these are skills that I'm never going to use. Yeah. So that's 40000 or 50000 if I doubled or whatever, that I'm inflated that I wouldn't be normally. Mm-hmm. So then I get 50000 to choose a card or to choose a, you know, a, a bribe mm-hmm. or, I mean, a babes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a little bit more flexibility. So... Which at I, that I, point, you know, if you look at just if we had the same amount except I had those two extra skills... He's getting inducements when he shouldn't. Right. Because aside from those, skills were exactly equal, but now he's getting a card or a babe. So we're not, you know, we're not big number crunchers, obviously, since we like the random skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, the numbers were coming up higher that you actually had a better chance at winning than what you should have been. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was after the first two seasons I said, we're going to try this for one season. We're going to cut 10% off. Mm-hmm. And the, the the numbers for the induced teams came down to right where we want it to be. And mm-hmm. I check it every season to see if it's balanced that way. Yeah. Now, the truth is, and this is not a knock on, and it's going to sound like we're gloating, but this is not a knock on any player in our league. But the better coaches seem to be more dangerous with inducements than, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, I think that's always going to be the case, though. Right. Well, just like the better teams are always going to be better because of whatever. I'm saying like you might have a guy that has only won one game and he might go, eh, I'm getting 400000 or 430000 I could get more or two-star mm-hmm. players. He'll go, eh, screw it. I'll take a card. Where if I got that, I would think 
my halfling team needs some players that can move more than you know they yeah. have more than six armor or can move more than five or whatever. So I'll take I'll take Zara and you know Deep Root or something. Right. So that's the difference there. But that's why we do the ten percent, and it's it has balanced it out pretty much ever since. Yeah, I think it. I mean, I I think it has. There, it's there weird. were a couple. It's of weird times. to get used to. It is. It, it was and really it makes weird. You mad when you get a hundred thousand. You go, no, <laughs> I really only got ninety. Like, ah, wasting forty. You have no idea. And you think yeah. it's like that's bullcrap, but over time it balances itself out. It did. I mean, you. Gotta, I mean, coming in as a fresh team, you know, you guys have that tournament before the actual league starts. My team won that tournament. Um and, and so I was kind of had a leg up, but I was still facing. Did teams. you win the Alcorn? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that, I did. That bodes actually. well for you then in the, these playoffs. I, well, not too well. Um, no, I barely squeaked in. I barely. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Rat fun. Most of the time, yeah, like the, that. The team traditionally that wins the Alcorn Cup tournament seems to do very well. Fantastic. In a couple previous. You could win it by a whisker. Of, you could win it by a whisker. By a whisker, yeah. By the but skin of your cheese. The skin of my- <laughs> Is that That's a thing? so bad. <laughs> yeah, was I close. tried. All right, uh, but I mean, the, I was going in, and and the first time that they, we took ten percent away on the inducements, like what what the hell's going on? And it, it really confused me. It's like I don't really understand what's going on. But as I began to get skills, and as I began to reduce that gap, it it, it made sense. It really made sense. And so, um, I, I like the fact that you guys have chosen that route to kind of balance out the randomness of the skills because I agree. I completely see where you guys are coming from and, and, and playing it now. I, I agree with you that it needed to be there. Um, so even though taking inducements and I kind of probably screwed myself out of a couple of them, um, you know, but yeah, what is, I mean, my current team cost is somewhere around 1760. If I remember correctly, it's like, yeah. you know, just above spiraling expenses. You know, I've got almost a full roster. I do have a Rat Ogre. Let's see, you bought a um, re-roll. Did you get a skill last game? Yeah. I did. I got a skill. Yeah, you're at like 1.78, I think, or 1.79. Yeah. And typically most of our teams, like the bigger teams, they don't stray too much higher than that. Now, I will say with our league only going eight games, and it seems like a lot of people play a team for a couple seasons and they, they – yeah, kind of change up. We have a lot of not turnover, but we do have turnover. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some teams. Some turnover. guys, you know, some guys will play a team two seasons, take a season off, bring them back for two more seasons. Yeah, um, a lot of the guys. Yeah, the teams usually top out about two point, you know, two million. Yeah, and very rarely do they go over there. Or, or people. We we traditionally start cutting. You know, like yeah, you got. I know when my cast or team got up to like two. Two point something billion. I didn't like the I didn't like the spiraling and giving inducements. So I think I the just last cut a bunch the, of players and rebought some new ones. You know, I was gonna say I think the last time the Claymores were in, they were over two million the whole season. Wow! I was giving a ton of it. inducements. Um, I know the Patriarchs, the human team. That's yeah. been the most expensive team we've ever had. Yeah. yeah, and they just stay that way and they just fight off the inducements. I mean, they still win. So absolutely. Um, what else do we have for him? So, so you approve? You're I, both absolutely. down approving this. I, I, can I both down approve stuff? No, no. apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> no. So, what do you think about the anti-stalling? Um, I like the anti-stalling. Kind of, uh, it's not really it's controversial, kinda... but people are of two minds. Some people don't care, and some people like it. And here's my thought on it. Um, stalling, in my opinion, is just like fouling. It is a part of the game. It is a valid tactic that can be used. Do I like the fact that you guys say no stalling? Absolutely, because okay. I'm all about getting SPPs on guys. I, I you know, I, I really enjoy 
the fact in Blood Bowl that you almost you're leveling guys. You know, you get experience, you give them skills. So saying that you can't stall really gives me an incentive to score as many points as possible. I think there was one game where I had a had a blowout of six to nothing versus an opponent. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't stall. I mean, if I was able to stall, I probably would have got it to two and then stalled out for as long as possible. Because yeah. I had the game in the bag. But with, you know, at six to zero, I got a lot of SPPs. I got a, I got a lot of good from that, and I think it's good. I think it pushes. People. And I think it's more fun to me. It is. It is. I mean, it 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 pushes you to the fact that you you can't sit in your own comfort zone. Yeah. I like the fact that your rules kind of encourage people to step outside of what they're currently comfortable in doing and and require I won't not require you but just encourage that expanding your your mind expanding your tactical aptness at playing blood okay. bowl yeah. you know i mean it's it's you know once you get a 2 to 0 lead or 2 to 1 lead you know anybody can stall if you can keep your ball but forcing you to go no well you're within walking distance go ahead and score and then now you've got to keep it the other guy from scoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's anybody. Well, it, that's going to be more it's, difficult. It's tough. No, it is. It's tough to score when you know that guy has two turns left and he has a fast team. Oh right. yeah, and but, I think it's cost me a game at one point. But so. that's when you do everything else and you but hope you fail. Every, and that's what when I talk to people, whether it's at a term or something, they say, "You know, didn't that cost you a game?" I'm sure it's cost me a game. Mm-hmm. But how many games have I won? Because you're on the other side of it. Because I was on the other side of it where they weren't sitting on the goal line because I had one bad, you know, four plays in a row, you know, where I rolled bad and they had nothing else to do but walk in. So I think it would still balance itself out. We just wouldn't have high scores. Like you said, it'd be 2 two nothing and says 6-0. Right. And so I think everything would still balance out. Which, which it, it, I mean, it does make the games a, a lot more exciting in my opinion. I mean, it, 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 it gets me thinking it gets me out of my comfort zone it get really gets me involved in the game sort of along those same lines um and this is probably just more of an existential question does all very serious today well i'm just which feels more like an american football game played by future mutants mm-hmm. the original blood bowl rules that you'd play online or whatever or ours. Because that's what I like about ours. Is To me, it feels like this is more like what a future version of football would be. Because your players are scoring. Because they're, that's what they do. That's how they win. Mm-hmm. Is they're forcing themselves to score. And you're getting random type of mutations on people. So you're getting different types of players who are good at different types of things. Rather than just, you know, the... Monsters of Midway, who everybody's got block, mighty blow piling on. Mm-hmm. Hey, to tell you the truth, playing in your league has reminded me of one thing that I used to love from my childhood, and that was mutant league football. Yeah, this really feels more, more, more chaotic. It feels a lot, um, a lot more interesting. It, it, it definitely, it doesn't feel like what today's pro college American football feels like. Yeah. Because, you know, watching pro and American college football, those guys will stall every chance they get. They don't care. They will do everything they can to make sure that their point score is just one more higher than the opponent, and that's all they care about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And this feels more like like mutant league football where it's chaotic, and you got teams running back and forth and the ball going everywhere. You know, people 
out of spaces because you know you've got this you've got this guy who's not supposed to have you know pass block, but he does. He's got pass block, mm-hmm. and I didn't know he had pass block, so I threw the pass, and he has a much better chance of catching it than what yeah. he normally would. Because he, who's going to take pass block on a pestigore? Nobody. Mm-hmm. But you randomly got it, and it was there, and it and, and it probably helped him out at that point. So, to answer your question, your the the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. More like Mutant Football League, and I love that. I can see that. I, I really love that. So fumble feels more like American football to me. It okay. feels more. It feels closer to chess, more tactical than it does more chaotic, which, in my opinion, is what the true essence of what Blood Bowl is. And that does make sense. But see, and I think it's just me because I see if Blood Bowls in the future and it's mutants and stuff mm-hmm. picking up the ball, then. I don't see, the, you know, as much of an advantage as it is, I don't see goblins or Amazons or whoever just planting the ball on the end zone mm-hmm. and sitting on it and watching the clock. Yeah. That doesn't seem right to me in any shape or form. Eh, that's just me, though. I can see that. I, I can definitely see that. Um and and I can agree with you there. I I, yeah. I don't see it either. But I, my thought is is it, I mean it's 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 a game. Yeah. Um. And it, it and it's a it's a miniatures and almost you know it, again it's a lot like chess in my opinion. The real global game is more like chess. Um. It's it's more about tactics and less about the chaotic randomness of the die rolls, which yeah. You know, which is why I'm more competitive when I play fumble. You know, when I'm playing games here with you guys, I'm 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 here about the chaos. I'm here about seeing the die rolls and and trashing people and doing those weird, crazy things. Mm-hmm. I don't like doing it on fumble because fumble pisses me off. Because so you much. know you're not going to get it. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you got good dice rolls and you got bad dice rolls, and well, the RNG also, likes to stutter a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, but you know, but it makes more sense to hold onto the ball and walk down the field because you're not going to give it up. You're right, absolutely. There's one thing that you'll never get in our league, and if anybody out there likes <laughs> what they're hearing here and they want a copy of the league rules just to maybe adapt to your league or maybe try just for a trial period, you know, send us an email to both down and both down podcast at gmail dot com. Right, we can do yep. that. You ever played in a tournament where you're playing a really nice guy, you're having a blast, mm-hmm. and the smart thing to do is to sit and stall, and you're destroying him. But it's supposed to sit and stall. That's the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you really just want to walk in the end zone. But you know you shouldn't because he's playing wood elves or whatever it yeah. is. How many times has that happened? Yeah, Enough, right? Yeah. And in our league, if you've ran out of everything to do, even fouling, I mean, you could foul and hope to get caught so you could stall a play. It's happened a lot. You <laughs> walk in the end zone, and you don't feel bad because, yeah. you know – and I and I know people probably in Europe are going like, oh, it's part of the game. I totally agree with that. If yeah. you if we go to tournament and we're playing tournament rules, so the legal procedure. But I, we're never going to call it. Well, that's true too. That's true. Yeah, nobody calls it. I'm anymore. saying I don't mind going to tournaments because I know what I'm getting into. Right. The beauty of this is is even your 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 mate or your your friend or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. As much as I can piss Steve off by playing a game and kicking his butt. At some point, I walk in the end zone, and then he can set back up. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have a whole half a bad half. Yeah, I don't have to sit there for seven <laughs> turns, like, uh. <laughs> Right. Or Alan's Waiting stupid one-turn touchdown guy. Yeah. Just like, oh, well, I kept you from scoring last half. 
I'm just going to go all the way to the end zone, sit there, and put all my scaven around him, and right. see if you can get me. That bastard scaven guy. Yeah. <laughs> all scaven must and, die. Anyways, no. that, that, I mean, you just that doesn't happen in our league, and if yeah. you don't like that, then... Yeah, that's fine too. I don't. I don't really care. I like. I love our league. Yeah, I think yeah. it has a lot of great qualities. I think it's different, and that's what makes it the beauty of it. So, absolutely. absolutely. Well, congratulations also on. I don't know if you knew this, Steve, but John's Rat Ogre won the statistical category of most casualties this season. He's a beast. Good. Yes. His is. name. I can't pronounce. Clegane. His name is Clegane. Isn't that oh, yeah. from Lord of the Rings or? Wow. Lord really? of the Thrones. Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? Keep with that. Game of Thrones? It's, it's from Game of Thrones. Is that uh, the mountain man? That is the mountain that rides. Is he the bur- or he could be the hound. Is he the burnt face guy? That's his other, brother. His brother, okay. That's, yeah, that's Sandor. No. No, this is, this is he, I named him Clegane because I am a big fan of Game of Thrones and, and, you know, in all honesty, he just wrecks stuff and unfortunately, <laughs> you know. How's working out for you? <laughs> he pushes people around a lot. That's you all have the really most say. casualties, though. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how. I really The don't. very beginning of the season. It probably you, had to have been. When you hired him, he was all excited. and like, I'm going to prove my worth. It's and true. then after a while, he's like, you know, I don't really need to I don't know if John had him at the beginning of the season. I didn't. He didn't. I bought him halfway through. Yeah. Oh, after okay. Two well, then he's done pretty good. He, but yeah. there was... There was one game where I had him and I had the star player Rat Ogre, whose name was Head Splitter, I think. Yeah. And I don't remember who I was going. I couldn't score a casualty for the life of me with either one of those guys. Well, yeah. I don't know. I hope that continues because you have to face me in the first nope. round of the playoffs. So. But you can't take star players. Can't take star. Well, I don't think there's going to be any inducements on the, either side. Really? Maybe. I think we're even. Oh, know. nice. That is going to be nice. It's going to be different. It is. So, well, good luck with the playoffs. Um, Absolutely. Know. Yeah, I think I'd rather face you than Scott. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate that. You're welcome. Wow, it's all right. Steve just doesn't want to face me because he knows that since now that we live together, well, it's even more. Well, you also have more strength. He's right. got speed, but I can almost match him on speed. That's right. And I've got because we're on the side of the bracket where it's my undead team versus Jones Scaven team. Yeah, mm-hmm. the winner facing Steve's dark elf team. Yeah, my dark elf oh, team yeah. with but his dark five elf strip yeah. ball. His but dark I think elf team's going all the way. Three yeah, I think I faced your dark elf team at one they're, point. They're in time. pretty brutal. They are. They so. can be. Yeah. They will. Or they can get completely destroyed by halflings. That was last season, brother. Jeez. <laughs> Either way, let's let you bring that guy to the game and we'll play. And I will care about winning this time. <laughs> I will really. Okay. We won't even get into that. Well, <laughs> now tell tell me what a blood shank is. It, your it, team is okay. called the Drakenhof Bloodshanks. Now, I know Drakenhof's like a city and area. Drakenhof. Drakenhof, Drakenhof. I'm sorry. It is, in yeah. the old world. In the old world. And and the problem with, I was I was thinking about this and I was trying to figure out what to name my team. And I, I was thinking about the Assassins because the Assassins are really my most, the, the, my favorite character from the Skaven world. And so um, I, I couldn't think of the name for what prison people use to stab people and and the the, well it's a shiv right. oh it is a shiv, yeah, a shiv. A shiv. but when the you, shank is the verb the verb yeah when you stab somebody, somebody with the shiv oh it's, that's, right. that's right yeah so so i kept and for some reason the word shank wouldn't get out of my head i'm like this doesn't sound right <laughs> so but this I, team should be called the blood shivs yeah it should be called the blood shivs instead of the blood shanks but the blood shanks work so basically a blood shank is me stabbing you as many times as possible to make you bleed. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's really about it. So now, if we can make sure that that uh, doesn't go on a trophy, then we're good. Why? 
Just well, saying. for a couple of reasons. I need you because when we do our trophies, your team's kind of has a long name, so I'm gonna have to pay a lot of money for the extra characters to create. <laughs> yeah, whole ten cents. Yeah. Hey, well. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's extra money. The good news too tonight, and this is just extra, is uh, the guy you beat tonight. Yeah. Both his teams finished last place in the league. Mm-hmm. Our league states in our rules that. You know, for the very last place team, they get the back of the pack award, which is the horse's butt mm-hmm. that we use at our tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they must go to the NIT tournament and try to play their way to stay around because they have to leave the, the league for a year. But it's only the clear-cut worst team. Since he had two teams that went 0-8, well, he doesn't get a trophy and neither team has to leave. However, one is stunty and one is not. I understand that. Therefore, I already checked the league rules. The way the way it's written, they both can stick around. They both have to go play our NIT tournament. Uh, but he will. We will. Your 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 name can be engraved because we'll have the extra money. Is what I'm getting okay at. Because nobody's going to get a reward for the worst team for the back the of the pack. So you'll have that extra money. <laughs> that's right. We could just put his name on it. Back of the pack. You. You. Yeah, that's right. The coach. The coach. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I feel bad. I mean, he, you know, he 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 played a good game. I mean, he played really in good the time. last game. I he just can. played him too, and he he went one up on me, and just and my back. dice were really bad during the game, and you know, I managed to come back somehow. So, like I said, really good skill. That's bloodball. That is. Well, yeah, good luck with the playoffs, and I hope you get beat by me, and then I hope I beat Steve. I hope, I don't I hope then, the opposite. You know, and funny I hope is, that's how this ends. We've we've got to play our NBFL game too. You're my yeah, next opponent. We got to play on fumble. So mm-hmm. you can beat. How about this? If you, I'll beat you in the league, and you can beat me in NBFL because currently no, no. I've got zero wins in NBFL. No, I don't. I, you don't, guys, I don't care enough about fumble. <laughs> blood bowl. Come on. I, I'll take every win in real life than on fumble. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I like fumble. I enjoy fumble. I enjoy the people I play with. So you know. All right, everybody. I I, I agree. It's pretty fun. It can be frustrating at times, but not for all me. Right. Huh? Not, not for, for me. Not for you. You don't play. Yeah, it is frustrating for me, but I just choose not to play because it is so frustrating. All I'm saying there's there's it's not more frustrating than playing a regular global game. End of story. I okay. Disagree. I agree to disagree. <laughs> exactly. But, all right, so we'll wrap this up, and um, we will be back with some shout outs. I'm Stop Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, what happens when you don't feed a troll before a game? The Badland Baddies were in financial turmoil back in 2468. They had been cutting unnecessary expenses, including balls and chains, practice facilities, and travel. They hosted their own tournament, the Showdown at the Badlands, in order to raise money for the desperate franchise but they didn't have enough money to run the tournament. They didn't have the ability to even feed their own goblin team before their game against the Southside Squids. But... Did you know? Rubblegut Rockbelly, the baddies troll, hadn't eaten in three days due to the collapsing finances. When he entered the game, he was raging with hunger. The first kickoff went to the Squids. Rumblegut made his way to the nearest goblin as the play was laid out and tossed him downfield to get the ball. 
The next goblin ran to Rumblegut for the same plan, but something in the troll snapped. He lifted the goblin to toss him and caught a whiff of some McMurdy's big stacks in the stands, and he decided instead to eat the goblin raw. The next goblin, who was ready to be tossed, couldn't get out of the way fast enough, and the troll picked him up and ate him too. Mass hysteria hit the pitch as Rumblegut went on a rampage, looking for any goblin he could get his hands on. If it weren't for the foul appearance of his Nurgle opponents, he probably would have gone for them too. Instead, the rotter stayed clear of the berserking troll and scored a touchdown. Rumblegut wouldn't stop though. He finished off the last of the players on the field and then ran for the cheerleaders. They didn't seem to satisfy his voracious appetite, so he went for the bulging belly of the goblin coach, not a game. After eating the coach, much to the delight of the fans of the tournament, Rumblegut climbed into the stands and began eating the patrons. By the time he was done, Rumblegut had eaten 14 goblin players, four cheerleaders, three assistant coaches, the head coach, 120 fans, part of the stadium connected to the squid's locker room, and yes, the referee. He was finally stopped when he had gorged on one final seat and settled back into a peaceful slumber. The baddies folded their franchise and never played another Blood Bowl match again. As for Rumblegut, he became a world-class chef and got his own reality show on the old food network called Hell's Kitchen. So now you know what I know. This is Scott Cosmos. And it's time for shout-outs! Okay, uh, our first shout-out goes to Willy Wonka for Chewy Sprees. Is this is this a Wonka Yeah, it's a Wonka production. Product. God, they're good. Okay, these are pretty good. and I like regular Sprees. Yeah. But I like to suck on them, and I don't chew them up because of that tartness. Oh, wow. see, I like chewing. But Steve gets these chewy ones from the movie theater, and they're pretty good. Yeah, you know, I used to get popcorn at the movie theater sometimes. I normally don't get anything. But I like to support the Warren because it's so good, you know. But um, I'm proud of Steve because he doesn't steal movies from the Warren. No. There was a time in his life where he'd pay for one ticket and watch movies all day. Yeah, but I would also be going to Quail, which is 40 mm-hmm. minutes away. You didn't have to, like, out yourself any more than you but did. I'm just saying, no. The I'm, reasoning behind it was I was going 40 minutes out of my way to a theater. And I would buy concessions in between the movies. So you still and they support made, them. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't have any But Steve likes the Warren Theater so God. much here in Moore, Oklahoma. Who doesn't? Yeah. It's Johnny approved. Yeah, exactly. And anybody else who would go to it. So, yeah. So, um, so, so every once in a while, I was like, oh, I'll get popcorn. But if you get popcorn, it just doesn't sit in your stomach too well. So I, my fallback was Junior Mints. Oh, those are good. I do love Junior Mints. but so, Those oh. are good until one falls between your pants. And then it melts, <laughs> and then you leave the theater, and you think you've crapped yourself. Uh-huh. Or you don't notice until you get home, and everybody else thinks you crapped yourself. <laughs> that's happened I, to me twice. Th- that's pretty sad. Well, um, Junior mints are really good. They are, but they're also the type that if you don't have anything else on your stomach, they kind of upset it. Mm-hmm. So went with Chewy Sprees a couple times ago when I was there. I was like, ooh. These are pretty good. So now I kind of look forward to it every time. I, I got a right here, a chewy spray right mm-hmm. here. It's good. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, so. I wish they just sold those in like the orange flavor. It's weird. Why? I don't know. I like all the flavors. Yeah, they're okay, but the I wish it had like. The yellow will kick you in the teeth, though. 
Yeah. I wish it was like 50% orange and all the other ones. I can see that. So I guess that's all our shout-outs. So it's candy talk. Um, oh, speaking of Skittles. <clears throat> Skittles, if you're listening, drop the fucking apple. It's horrible. You don't like the green apple. God, I know John does, but... Well, he wanted to see Divergent. I know. Sad. I can't sad, wait to see this movie man. called Divergent. Yeah. Um, it, might, it might be a good movie. I don't no, know. it's not. Um, but yeah, the green apple's horrible in Skittles. Some people like the apple flavor. I, I like apple flavoring. Like Jolly Ranchers, my favorite is sour apple. I've got no qualms with, with apple in general. Just not in that. I have a lot of candy in this house. Okay. Anyways, uh, Blood Bowl. Um, any shout-outs? Because I don't really have any. I do. Shout-outs have... to anybody who replied to our last episode, giving yep. us feedback and telling us how to fix the league. is very appreciated. Uh, the general consistent on... Consistence. Consensus. Consensus. Learning to talk <laughs> with Steve. Yep. How do you pronounce the word? Consensus. 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 Yep. Is that no matter what we do, we don't need to change it mid-season. Right. So we're not, and... And the Halfling Chef seems the most agreeable. Popular idea, yeah. you know, maybe to use, and hopefully we don't ever have to really use it mm-hmm. going forward. Um, yeah, shout out all those people. Um, I'd like to shout out um, Mr. Sean Stevens, Mr. Big Sexy from Twitter. Uh, he's probably helped me out with my my Chaos Pack team. Bator. I, th- I think we're really close to going with the... Um, Bador Bandits or the Bador Blackhawk, ha- Blackhawks, <laughs> Black Hearts is what he suggested. I like the Bator Blackhearts a lot. I'm liking that more and more. Um, I'm gonna probably send an email to the the gentleman that I'm having commission the team and paint to see maybe if he could put some little hearts maybe on their armor, you know, mm-hmm. like a little black heart somewhere. And if we can go that route, then that might be the team name. And be from Bator's Blackheart Bar and Grill, but with the GR. Yeah, his suggestion was is he saw it, you know, like Bator's Bar and Grill, but the G was like either ripped down or uh, hammered over it was a, a K. So a K over the uh, G and the R. Mm-hmm. So it's Bar and Kill. Yeah. I, like, I that. like that a lot. I like that a lot, too. So I'd like to thank him very much. And... Uh, I'm probably going to go that route so he can... Uh, I'm probably going to let him name a player or maybe name a player after him mm-hmm. and hope that that player doesn't die in our league if I ever play them in the league. So is he officially both down approved? Uh, yeah, yeah we're, I mean, I haven't like... It's like 98% done. He's our brother in fluff. Yeah, he's pretty... Fl- yeah. He is fluffy. He is fluffy. And he's a brother in fluff. And his his little brother? Younger brother? Okay. We'll go little because physically I know he's little... <laughs> Yeah. Smaller is all about, you know, he just wants combos in Blood Bowl. He wants he wants uh, Super Block and Super Mighty Blow to work in tandem with <laughs> piling on and extra kicking you down, piling on. Yeah. So we got in a big, fun Twitter argument. So might as well give a shout-out to the other Stevens brother, too, because I I had some good entertaining moments. <laughs> big sexy and little sexy. No, what's he go by? He goes cheated fates. Yeah, on Twitter, Spencer, S- Spencer Stevens. I wonder if he's for hire. I don't know, but I'm thinking I, I should name that two-headed uh, Skaven why after it, them. Why is it we knew our Spencer 
for years. Oh, and he's even I, he's even been commissioned to paint stuff before. And we never called him Spencer for Hire. Never made the comment Spencer for Hire. Because that's probably a terrible TV show. I liked it. You watched everything back then. It wasn't as good as The Equalizer. The Equalizer was really good. Wasn't he the bald guy? Uh, I don't know. I remember liking it. Of course you did. I think he got phone calls about <laughs> his missions. Did he? I don't remember. Did he pick some agents? Did he ask his computer which agents would help me on this mission? And they'd always pick the guy with the motorcycle that turned into the helicopter. Oh, that was Mask. I'm pretty sure it was Mask. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. God, they always pick that guy. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Condor. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I wanted some other guys with cool masks. Yeah. But yeah. it was always cool when one showed up and you didn't know who he was. But the Asian guy was always on the mask team. Because he had the lifter mask. And he'd always go, lifter? On. And he'd lift things up and lift them down. And it's like, yeah. give me a different guy. They thought that he could open up rifts. <laughs> Did he? Did they? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad. I don't know. I'm giving a shout out to the guys who created Mask. Yeah. Because for some reason I liked it, even though it made no sense. Yeah, it was such a cool show, though. It's because we liked Megaforce. I've never seen Megaforce. I have it on DVD. I was always told as a kid that I would love Megaforce. You would love Megaforce. Would I love it today? <laughs> Are we going to get drunk and or high? Not high. I will get drunk. Then you will love it. Okay. It's not as good as Medieval Madness. Medieval Madness? I mean, sorry, Midnight Madness. Oh, God. March Madness. March Madness. I can't even say it either. See, I'm going the pinball machine. You're going basketball. I have a lot of saliva going on in my mouth. Yes, you do. Uh, I also like to give a shout out uh, to my boy from Tulsa, Michael Lewis, for providing not only a place to stay and a guy to ride down to Rock Cup with, Providing the car to get me there. Yeah. So, uh, a reliable car is what I should say. Yeah. So, I'd like to thank him very, very much. You went uh, far and beyond. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you what, guys. Michael Lewis is one of the nicest humans I ever know. And if you ever see us in public, I tease him relentlessly for various things. <laughs> but it's all in jest. So, right. Um, really good guys. Um, He's like the quad nipple. The quad nipple? Oh, Fallon's the triple nipple, mm-hmm. and he's the quad nipple. I like that. Do we stop at six? Or do we, do we keep going? Six nipples? Yeah. Six nipples is enough. Okay. Michael Lewis to... was also, like, taking your place, because before he left Tulsa, he's like, skulls or verses. And I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And he's like, which both down shirt am I supposed to wear? So, like, I guess he even thinks he's part of the both down shirt. He team. is part. He kind of is, you know? Yeah. He's like our Rick Jones. Rick Jones, bitch. <laughs> Is that what he does? Wrong. He hung, hung out with Captain America and Hulk and everybody yeah. else. Captain Marvel. Uh, big shout out to Michael Lewis. Uh, also like to shout out Matt McDonough, uh, who ran Rock Cup. He did a great job of uh, always you showing know, up many, on time. Yeah, he, you know what's funny? <laughs> I didn't tell this during the Rock Cup segment. But um, as we were driving down, we were... Worried that we might be just a few minutes late or just yeah. get there right in time. And so I called him. It was about like 8, 12. And I was like, Matt, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just get in the car. And I was like, where are you? What? 
where are you? We're here. And he's like, what? I go, we've been here for a while. Where are you? And so I was giving him a hard time about not showing up on time. And he was freaking out. I was like, dude, I'm just joking. We're 45, oh. we're 45 minutes away. And he's like, you bastard. And was, else, so. I want to say it's wrong, but it's just so right. Ah, so funny. But um, give a shout out also to Nathan, who's commissioning my team. Yep. Um, our, of course, our friends, Canton. Who Brad, just got a good job. Guys. Yes, our buddy Nathan got a new job. He's like a real big person. He's now. a big scientist guy now. He is, actually. Mm-hmm. We know a scientist who plays Blood Bowl. We probably know we a lot know of more, them, but yeah. But, um, any more shout outs that I need to give out? Uh, shout out to John for helping us out on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, today, you know, Snob Costas about, as always. Yeah, our boy Snob, and um, I think that's. I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but we'll get to him next. Yeah, month. but you know what? We got this one out on time, unless this one doesn't go out on time. But we have plenty of time to make sure it goes. You up have on time. plenty of time to edit this now, yes. whether you do it or not. Or no, it'll get seen. edited. Well, if I, I can't talk. Well, you got He's, your fat mouth full of fat candy. I have one piece of candy in my it's mouth. Like five, Unless I can find some more orange ones in you've here. You've got like five pieces of candy in your mouth right now. I'm going to put five pieces of candy in my mouth. Look at that yellow one right there. That one's weird looking. It's weird. That Ooh, one's got some Nurgle problems. All right, but that's all I got. It's a spider in it. What? This is probably just a spider in it. How is that possible? A manufacturing plant. Spiders get inside, and they get inside the coating and get coated over. So we've ate a lot of spiders when we eat candy. Probably. These are pretty good. Chewy Sprees. Mm-hmm. Both down. Brought to you by Chewy Spree. I wish. Okay, well, we'll be back next month with something or other. <laughs> That's how you're ending it? Yep. Okay. See you next week. Something next, or other. Next week, huh? Next week, month. Next four, month. Next four weeks. Goodbye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. From the director who brought you Smokey and the Bandit, Hooper, Cannonball Run, comes the ultimate spectacle. Megaforce, an elite compact fighting unit armed with the most sophisticated weapons ever seen on a movie screen. The mission to preserve freedom and justice and battle the forces of evil. The good guys always win, even in the 80s. Megaforce. <laughs>